The Ron and Fez Show starts right now.
let's get down to it, boppers. Oh, buddy, it's the Ron and Fez show on a Friday. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. If you've only got one artist that you could ever start a new collection with, I'd start with Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Brooklyn's own, as a matter of fact. They're, they're out of Brooklyn. Um... We'll be playing that today. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, Artist of the Day. March Madness gets started. And uh, Chris Stanley, how are you feeling about your prospects? Oh, God, I'm getting killed left and right. I'm not totally out of it yet. I mean, it's not it's not doom and gloom yet, but it's not looking good. I'm getting beat the fuck up. Everybody's getting, you know, beat in certain areas. But Harvard? Yeah. Harvard winning? Give me a fuck. How does this happen? Harvard? You got Jeremy Lin and that's it. And he's not there anymore. Well, this is the problem that you're going out there, you're playing one game, one and done, and anybody can beat anybody. There's no any, not a lot of really big stars in college basketball right now. As soon as anybody looks to be a star, they quickly rush them to the NBA. <laughs> so all kinds of things can happen. It's a five-man game. And if for a change you would listen to me, you would know I picked Harvard yesterday as my upset special. God damn it. Um, Why don't I ever fucking pay attention? Uh, yeah, let's uh, go back and hear the tape from yesterday. We got that tenth, uh, Fez? We got that tenth that helps us look into the, into the past? Um, you know, I remember uh, yesterday. Whoops. Not what we're looking for. Turn it that off. That wasn't it. Um... But uh, I'm going to play a tape. This is me yesterday trying to tell you to pick Harvard. Okay. Now remember, Ronnie V is special today, everybody. It's the boys from Harvard. Look for those raccoon coats and those running boards to upset New Mexico. That's right. Everybody's going to be doing the Lindy with Harvard. Another Ronnie B AAA upset special of the day. And now back to the make-believe ballroom. And that was the whole thing right there. Jesus. That was everything. Why Why don't you listen? I don't, I, maybe it's my fucking, my brain is finally just shut down. Because why wouldn't I listen to that? It sounded like good goddamn advice. Yeah, it was great advice. <laughs> I feel like a fucking moron. They were just dancing in Harvard Yard yesterday. The kids were going crazy. Because, like, they don't have enough to dance for. They're going to Harvard. They're getting every sort of fucking opportunity they can to do well in life. Uh, a little little known Harvard fact. Yeah. Uh, the guy who did Facebook went there. Yeah. He couldn't get in any of the big uh, cool social groups, so he started Facebook. I saw Social Network. Thank God JT told him to take off the... One last I, I liked <laughs> it better as the Facebook. Tell you the truth. <laughs> One last thing. Take off the the... <laughs> Fucking douche. Wear your suit and tie, suit and tie. God. That was a good movie, though. It's fun. The Wicked Fire. Some of the best on screen villains of all time. And in real life villains, too. There's only one of them. <laughs> Fucking Army Hammer. Now, uh, a little later on in the program today. Well, 
your one of your favorite movies of all time is Primer. Yeah, all time. Yeah, Primer. Yeah, I love this movie. Uh, well, Upstream Color just played Sundance to massive confusion. As a matter of fact, me and G Baby were talking about it the other day. After G Baby left, I got on the telephone, and uh, we got the director of Primer. And Upstream Color. So exciting. Shane Carruth coming in later on today. I love this guy. I love this guy. Wait until you see this movie. I, I can't wait to see Upstream Color because I can't tell you how much I was blown away by Primer. And since it came out in 2004, I've just told people to watch it for, for every year since. This one, if I was a critic, my headline would simply be Giant Bold Letters Mindfuck. That sounds amazing. I want my fucking brain to be fucked. Which is really weird because that's Harvard's nickname. They're the Harvard mind fucks because they fuck with your mind. They fuck with brackets. Yowza, yowza, everybody. The boys from Harvard in an upset win. Really, it does sound like the past if Harvard wins something. It's it's infuriating. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's pretty fucking... It's great. It's <laughs> actually great. Tennis, it's great. Well, how many people do you think picked Harvard? I mean, it's such... Four. It doesn't really screw you over too much. It's ridiculous. Oregon, another fucking upset special. They fucking took it home. I like that because I picked them. This whole thing is about upset specials. So excited. I'm really going to have to come back in the next round because right now I'm in 2,525th place. All right. So, you know, you know what direction you got to go. Up. You got to head up. I'm like 1,800th. And I think I'm, 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 I'm really mobile. <laughs> I think it's going to go well for me. As, as long as goddamn Kansas State. Do we really it. got twenty five hundred entries in it? Uh, we have about th uh, close to three thousand. Jeez, stupid! How can anybody win? <laughs> Someone will though, which is the crazy part. Yeah, it's some brain inside of a jar floating. Just doing probability all day long. <laughs> the fuck! Uh, today at twelve fifteen, Albany Duke. That's gonna be nice. Big ups, New York Albany. But also, I'm a I'm a fucking Blue Devil fan. Give me the Duke. We'll see. Even though I have them losing to Kansas State. <laughs> Eventually. When that Kansas State's out, you'll kill yourself. <laughs> it's over. You will kill yourself. A fourth seed can make it all the way. Come on. VCU fucking crushed last night. Anybody can do anything. That's the way the game's played. That's why they play the games, my friend. That's why we just don't put out the fucking rankings and then everybody dances. Now, we're doing the one for the directors... Some real upsets taking place over there. But I don't think that we have the next round until Monday, right? Yeah, Monday's when the next round starts. Yeah, so yeah. I think you can go back and vote every day. And I would do it. I would do it if I was you uh, to save some of your uh, favorite directors. That's all up on the iBank today. I had a terrible day trying to get in here. Fucking elevators stuffed full of drums. So here I am. Some crazy maniac just stuffed drums in the elevator, and I have to ride, uh, ride up. It was like riding up with Gene Krupa, who I just learned about the other day. Is that the guy who has, has the fucking place up in Rochester? Sells hot wings? No, 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 no. That's some other guy. <laughs> That's some other dude. That's the only person that isn't in the Drumming Hall of Fame right now. We ought to actually just sit around and, and scream at Matty Ice today because uh, he should have had Harvard. But if you remember, I brought up Ivy League, but I think I did it before the show. I'm really pissed about that. Um, Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, Ron, I want to ask you and Pepper a question because just because, listen, y'all, I know your background and I know you're cleaning everything. And, well, Pepper, that's another thing. But um, I just figured y'all might know. But, anyways, I smoked a joint last weekend and my boss told me today, he goes, hey, by the way, you got a random coming up Tuesday, which they're not supposed to do. But I guess he figured I know I might toke every now and then. Mm-hmm. And. I was going to use my chick's pee because she doesn't smoke or do anything. She's not on birth control or nothing like that. And just to go in the bathroom and dump it in there. Do you, do you all happen to know, does that show up if you've got girls pee or does it make any difference? I have to tell you the truth. I've never been drug tested like that because I've worked in radio. And they would have right. fucking cleaned radio out many years ago. You could actually be kicked out of radio if you don't test positive. So I have to go around getting junkies piss. And <laughs> handing it over to Rob Cross every Friday. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure you could check on the internet, and we'll also let some callers deal with it. But I think they may be just. Uh, the fact is, do you think you can get away with even using fake pee? Don't well, they have somebody gonna, watch you? I don't want to use. I want to use real pee. I've, I've had friends that tried the masking agents, and they've bought the synthetic stuff. And they, they, like, test around that now, but it's, it's just a random. Oh, do they? Random. Yeah, they'll test for it. So it depends on, like, what kind of drug test. And Have you ever had, had to do drug testing like that? Yeah, I had, uh, I was in outpatient rehab for a while, and uh, they uh, made me piss, give me piss test every week. I never tested See, positive, I've, uh, though. I've heard, I've read Besides several things one. where most people on the internet say, no, they don't, because by law, they're only supposed to check for the metabolites, like for a cocaine pot and heroin, you know, all that stuff, but... Then I've had some people say, "Well, yeah, you know, if, you know," but she's not pregnant or on birth control, not like that. I, and she is clean. I only smoke every now and then. All right, um, might work. Hold on, my phone's just exploded. So everybody who does this is going to try to help you here. Here's uh, Jim. Jim, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey boys, yeah. Uh, yeah, using your girls' uh, piss probably not a good idea. They do like temperature checks, and the hardest thing to do is bring piss in. Keep it at the right temperature. Transfer it to a thing. You can buy this stuff at head shops, man, called Protox. Um, it's like something you drink. I passed uh, two tests with it. Just referred a buddy to it uh, last week, and he just passed one. So there's three for three using that shit. All Protox. right. So uh, Protox is the name of that one. You can also, if you need to keep it warm, is keep it in your mouth. I just saw that on Shameless last week. Oh, God. I don't think that I don't think that'll be the problem because I come in at five. He said the guy's gonna be waiting for me there, so I already know about it. And I'm gonna just get her pissed, and I live five miles from where I work, and just stuff it down my pants and the one of those travel balls. So I mean, it'll be body temperature. I'm not worried about. But you got to figure these guys look for this uh, kind of stuff all the time, dude. Uh, it doesn't seem. Like the best idea to bring in outside piss. Matt, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, uh, I work for a drug testing company, and uh, if you're doing a drug test for pre-employment, uh, you know, you can smuggle your chick's piss in there, and there's no way they can test if it's male or female. And actually, it's probably going to get screened, and as long as you're under 50 nanograms per milliliter, and that guy probably would be if he just smoked a joint, you know, a week and a half ago, he's going to be fine anyway. Oh, okay. I, I just don't want to take any chance. I got a really good job, and um, and my boss, I guess he kind of just figured I smoked from time to time, and he's just like, hey. I can just listen to you and fucking hear it. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, so, but he's saying that 
that maybe a week and a half is enough time for you. You know, you get a lot of water into your system. Cranberry juice helps. Uh, cranberry juice. Use some of those uh, flushes. Uh, I think there's even cranberry pills. Uh, Steve in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yes. Let me tell you exactly how to pass this, Ronnie. Yeah. He can use his chick's feet. I've been doing this for over 20 years now. Um, he goes against the saline solution bottle, the big saline solution bottle. Puts his chick's pee in it. Keep it refrigerated until he's ready to use it. The day of the drug test, he got, puts it on his dash, lets it heat up real good. Stick it in his breech. Okay, keep it in there so it keeps it at body temperature. And he absolutely will pass. And you've been doing this for 20 years, Steve? For 20 years, yeah. How many times? Several times. I'm a truck driver. All right, my friend. Nice. Um, are, they, are those lab tests or just strip tests? Oh, no, DOT test. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking at. I work for a liquor company. So. Right, yeah, yeah. It works every time, brother. A liquor okay, company that doesn't want you smoking pot. What? Yeah, uh, look this up under hypocrisy. Uh, Chris, you're on the Running Fed show. I feel bad giving those people my money. Yeah, all, all the dude does, all he needs to do, man, is water saturation. Plenty of water. He doesn't have enough THC in his system if he doesn't smoke regularly. He's in decent shape. He's, I mean, if he's a big, fat fucking slob and he smokes a lot, that may be a problem. But, I mean, if he's in decent shape and he just smokes like get a joint or smoked a joint or something a few weeks ago, just drink plenty of water the night before. Drink water that morning on the way. When you go to piss, piss a little in the toilet first. Get that first little bit of stream in the toilet. Then piss the rest of the cup and be good to go. I've done it for four years on probation. All right. Um, I can't believe the number of... I mean, I could do an entire show on this because our phones are just packed with people who want to teach you how to beat drug tests. I appreciate it. Um <laughs> I do. I kind of like these. What these other guys are saying, not to come in because if there's something that shows up and it's slight, you could talk about it and be like, you know what? Now that I think of it, I was at a concert. You don't think I could breathe that? Maybe I should take another test in a week. Whatever it is, you can talk. But if you get caught with someone else's pee, you just look like a liar and a fucking cheat. And there's no way around it. You know. Uh, you could yeah. actually even say, you know, use that concert thing. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not. I guess maybe I am a liar and a cheat a little bit, but I mean, I'm against drug testing anyway. No, uh, that that has nothing to do with it. what I'm trying to say is everybody's a liar and a cheat. But I'm saying you can't, you, you don't want to be caught being a liar and a cheat. The whole fucking point of lying is to get away with it. The whole point of cheating is to get over. You don't want to fucking be caught holding someone else's piss and then try to lie your way out of that. That's a fucking crazy place. But here, if it, I mean, it's been a week and a half since you smoked anything. You do this water, you do the cranberry juice, you know, and then if there's even like a slight thing, you could say, well, hold on. You think this could have been from me being at the Black Crow show the other night? Because there's a lot of people in there smoking pot. You don't think I breathed in some of it, do you? And then you got a fucking fighting chance. Yeah, these people are pretty cut and dry. I mean, it's like either you're, you're, that's it, you know, you're out or not out. But I mean, they're going to, I know that I've seen other guys, they do randoms and they just, they say, hey, you got to go in the bathroom, come back out here. That's why I'm not worried about keeping it warm. I'm, all right. Uh, and then uh, just, you know, squirting it in there. It so. sounds like your mind's made up, brother. I'm going to wish you the best of luck with it. 
All right, if I fail, will y'all hire me? No. Damn it. Strict rock policy. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Ron. All right, peace. I had to be up front with them. <laughs> it's tough love. You need to hear it. I know. He's going there with all sorts of weird piss. I miss Watley. He wanders away if we have P-Talk. Yeah. What are the big games today, Pepper? Uh, Albany Duke. Ole Miss and Wisconsin. Uh, Temple, North Carolina. Miami versus Pacific. And uh, Kansas State at 3... Kansas State LaSalle, three ten PM. That's the game I'm fucking. Let's go, for. LaSalle. Why would you vote? Why why would you root for LaSalle? Why wouldn't I? It's a fine school. <laughs> no, it's not. It's garbage. You're garbage. Oh, come on. They're a thirteenth seed. Fuck them. Well then wouldn't you rather see a fucking uh thirteenth seed from Philly fucking go out and beat those ham and eggers from fucking Kansas? No. Who practically tried to kill little Dorothy? Kansas State is where everything's riding on. I'm telling you right now, I still like my plan better of, you know, going in at least with some amount of honesty, not carrying a fucking chick's piss in with you. <laughs> I just don't know how you can lie your way out of that. It's a gamble. My dad used to get other people's pee all the time to get past his drug tests. Yeah, the other part, I'm not judging the guy. It's a great job, and I don't want to lose it. But you don't think of that when you're fucking putting that joint up to your fucking lips, do you? Hey, listen, he's got, he wants to spend that paycheck on that herb. I can't. I don't have a problem with anyone doing that. I don't care if you're smoking a joint while, the, while you're fucking piloting a plane that's taking off. Everybody's rolling the dice out there. It's only weed. It grows in the ground, man, naturally. If it grows on the planet Earth, I do it. If it's unnatural, I don't, man. That's, that's I've heard that so many goddamn times. Well, nah. oh, come on. Chemistry's natural. I used to sell this fucking PAC, uh, PCP fucking powder drug that we used to call THC or tick. Uh -huh. And I used to call it a synthetic a synthetic pot when I was in high school. I go, it's everything you like out of fucking pot. And it's just brought down into a thing. Now you're not fucking spending all your time smoking it here. It's nice and condensed. Here's a fucking spoon, my friend. Enjoy yourself. That was no fucking pot high. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> that was some kind of stupid Nazi-ass shit. A fucking knickknack paddywhack. You know, dusted and shit. Fucking end up like the Tin Man. You couldn't even fucking move. <laughs> Stupid shit. I'm so glad to have anything behind me. It's good. The fact that I don't even have to sit in here and look like you looked all week. I see you straightening up this week. I told you. I'm and you come in fresher. On Monday, I told you I'm drying out for a little bit, and I did. I, but this has been going on for weeks, which I've been calling you being tired. But you have just been <laughs> seriously, you've just been sloppy winter. You know what I mean? A little bit off the rails. It's like Edgar and Johnny Winter had a fucking brother who just drank all the time. <laughs> it's coming together. I'm bright eyed. I got some fucking life in me, and I actually slept last night. So that's that. That I got some fucking first time all week. Good to man, sleep. sleep is good. Hell yeah. We were talking about this the other day. I would do anything to sleep like a kid sleeps. 
I haven't. I can. I think the most I can sleep is like eight hours before I wake up. I can go back to sleep later, but I can't sleep for like twelve hours straight. Remember yeah. those days, sleeping for twelve hours was <laughs> fucking fantastic. You wake up feeling like a fucking different person. It's amazing. You, you, you wake up feeling like a fucking Superman, and then something. I don't know what age it stops. Early twenties, something like that. And it gets worse and worse and worse. And then you see, like, old people, and they're just up and down all night, and they're just fucking looking out their windows and shit. Why does life take sleep away from us as we get older? It's fine. I don't know. You'd think that you would want more sleep when you were old. Get prepared for death. You know, get that whole thing down. (laughs) Get your rest down. Get some fucking rest up in you. And then when you're younger, you would just like to keep running. Life is fucked up. If I could sleep for 16 hours or something, just like some crazy like marathon of sleep, I'd fucking wake up feeling like a fucking million bucks instead of stuck in this shitty eight-hour What if you could cycle. just fucking... I remember I worked in this uh, fucking factory. I worked on the loading dock in this place. And a lot of nights, I would fucking eat dinner and then sleep until work the next morning because I'd be fucking tired from working all day. And I felt fucking great. Yeah. You know, I, I literally would catch up on my sleep in those days. Because you'd have a couple days where you were, like, fucking showing up with an hour or two sleep or whatever. Yeah. And then one night you just eat dinner and fucking go to sleep. It's coma. And, and do an around the clock. And you'd wake up. And I'm, like, 17, 18. And I'd be like, yeah, life is fucking great. No more. Mm-mm. I'd kill to fucking sleep like that. I guess the only way to do that is with, like, fucking Ambien or something. I don't know. But that's not even as good a sleep as what we're talking about. You don't dream, at least when I, I, someone gave me a fucking prescription for Ambien when I was eating them. I don't remember dreaming or anything. It was just I, weird. I, I will tell you something right now. I love not dreaming. Anytime I wake up and I didn't have a fucking dream, I feel like the happiest person ever. Well, like sleep where you close your eyes and you wake up or you just don't remember the dreams? Well, I guess. I mean, it's the same if you don't remember it yeah. or whether it didn't happen. It's the same exact thing. I don't want to try to figure out what the fuck I was thinking about. I usually, when I have my dreams, I'm usually either getting arrested or fucking dying. One or the other. Fucking that's peaceful. That's a fucking restful night. It's it's almost it's never a fucking like a feeling good, having a good time, fucking great shit's happening to me. Dream. See, I'm either killing someone or arresting them. <laughs> Just the opposite. Fuck. Damn it. The arresting dreams. Fucking a couple weeks ago, I, I jumped a guy into a hit and run. And I, I got out of the car and saw the person just, like, mangled and <laughs> fucked up. And I was like, I'm going to prison for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> Terrible. Whenever you kill someone in a dream, you never take responsibility. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't think you take any responsibility in any dream. You're always trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. Or you're always with a broad that you shouldn't be with. And you're fucking looking around like, I gotta do this fast. It's never... <laughs> you know, you're never a stand-up guy in your dreams. You're a fucking sleazy prick. Piece of shit. Yeah, and then you wake up and it's like, oh my god, I didn't kill someone. This is the best day of my life. Oh wait, I only have seven hours of sleep. I feel like shit. I've woken up like going like, okay, but I still got to get rid of some of those things. And I'm like, fucking, it takes me time to figure out. No, you're clear of everything. The anxiety stays fucking with you. Yeah, of course, because you got anxiety and what the fuck? It doesn't just go away because you realize it was a lie. Man, our brains are fucking nuts, huh? 
The human brain makes up worlds inside your phone fucking head when you pass out. It's insane when you think about it. And no one has figured out why we dream or what our dreams mean. Nothing. We got. We've made zero progress in that area. Is this what upstream colors about? Because this feels like a fucking mind fuck. Up. Uh, Stream color. There is dreamy aspects to it, but it's not a dream. And there's nightmare aspects to it, but everybody's awake. Fuck, man. That sounds fucking nuts. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I really want you to see it in the theater. Unlike last weekend, you lied about going to see Spring Breakers. I didn't see it. I I, I couldn't get it together over the weekend. I really, I really. You remember wanted... on Friday swearing to me you were going to see it? <laughs> I vaguely remember. Like it was, the thought was in my head that I said I was going to go see it, but I woke up at six p.m. on Sunday. It was no way I was going to a theater. I had to go to the city. It's not going to happen. At one point, you had me by the neck screaming, "I'm going to see this movie." <laughs> I'm really glad that you're off your fucking bender. I can fucking use it. Excuse me, Ronnie. Uh, there is somebody in the building today. Just came in, and they really want to say hello to you. It's uh, it's basically a surprise. Okay. All right. So, all right. Bring them in. Hello, Ronnie Spector. Yes, Ron. <laughs> Ron, what are you doing, darling? Well. Right in front of your stuff. I'm on here. XM, and now I'm doing yes. a, a girls' room. Wow! Well, it's called. Um, so I'm the girls' be, room may be here more than I think. Mm -hmm. You guys may get sick of me. I girls would room. love it. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be great? There's nothing I would love better. Me so too. You uh, on this girls' room? This is uh, you're going to be hosting a little bit. Hosting or? it just for girls. Wow. Girl groups and stuff. The Shirelles. The you know, Supremes, uh, the Marvelettes. Uh, All right, I'm looking <laughs> in at this now. That's Sirius XM, the Love Channel. 17 is all girls group, which is some of the greatest music Isn't ever it? done in history. It is. And then I also hear that you're back at the City Winery, May 6th and 7th. 6th and 7th. And you're going to be doing your Behind the, the Beehive Beyond the, show. Beyond the Beehive, and I'm doing that. I go into rehearsals April 6th. Now, how is that going to work all together? Because it's you singing, but also you telling stories? I, I come out, I sing behind, before I come on. It's mm -hmm. like a dream come true. You know, and yeah. then I come on, I talk a little bit about my oh, Spanish Harlem and all that, growing up in Spanish Harlem, and my father's white my mother's black and then I start talking and then I sing every time I do a sentence then I sing about it and the wow. audience just goes crazy of course the audience they goes crazy they laugh and they cry <laughs> they make yeah. me cry too because it's so emotional well you've got uh, well you've your songs are some of the greatest music of all time but then your Thank story you, is such a unique American story well, I think so because most of the time, if, especially in the 60s and if you were a woman and if you were married to a genius man with millions, right. you went right down your tubes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I couldn't do that. I, right. I, I, I love the guy, but I couldn't stay married because I wasn't able to perform. Stopped other performing. You know, here's what drives me crazy. Normally, I'm so prepared when Ronnie Spector comes in. And now I've got that, oh, my God, it's Ronnie Spector. Even though I've met you so many times, I, know, Ron. I just feel like, oh, my God, Ronnie Spector oh. is sitting here. So your story is so crazy. It's different. Yeah. It's crazy and different. I mean, everybody knows about my husband's HBO, ex-husband's mm. HBO movie. And um, 
I was. They sent it to me, and I was going to watch it, and I found out I was in it. And I, ah! Oh, you know, cause who's playing you? Do you know? No, <laughs> I know Al Pacino's playing. Al Pacino and Helen Marin is one of his women lawyers, and every time they he, he hears my name, he goes into a rage. Oh my god! And I'm not going to see that movie. <laughs> it's, it's still <laughs> too sort of ready. Oh, Johnny you, knows. Johnny, you saw it. What did you think of it? Uh, about the movie. Yeah, about the movie itself. Was it a? The a betrayal that you. What, what did I think about yeah. the movie? I think that they probably spent most of the money paying Al Pacino and uh, Helen Mirren, and not much of the money went to what you saw on the screen. I mean, that's my own right. opinion, and uh, I know more than most people about the situation. I, I, look, I, I, I'm not the person to ask. They had, what, four songs in them? Two of them were Ronnie's. I understand why she doesn't want to see it, because, yeah. because she knows the reality. Every time he hears my name. Right. You know, <laughs> she knows what the reality of the situation is, so why watch a portrayal if you actually know the person? And, uh, and that person doesn't look as good as you. <laughs> <laughs> How could you know, they? Like, Ronnie, who are they going to find? Well, that's what Jonathan says. Yeah. He's my husband, so he, you know, he can Believe me. Well. Believe me, but... It's, you know, the the strangest thing at all is you have lived the kind of life that people write books about. They write uh, <laughs> movies about. Some of our greatest songwriters have written songs for about me. you. And for me. And for <laughs> you, yeah. Uh, Brian Wilson thinks that you oh, are God. the best thing he that said, ever I, he happened. He told me, he said, yeah. personally, he said, Ronnie, I listen to Be My Baby every day, a hundred times a day. Mm -hmm. I said, Brian, you're losing it. You know? <laughs> you're going overboard right. with this thing. But he really did, you know. Yeah. It's just like when I heard Amy Winehouse's, I don't want to go to rehab. <laughs> I said, you better, you better go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. To her, because I knew what was happening. Because we had done a show in London, and she came to see my show, and... You know, she was a little spike, baby. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't know what to do, but when she saw me, I went into back, back to black her salon. Yeah. She started crying, and then uh, she made me cry. I said, I got to straighten up because I got to sing the song, you know. Right. And but when I saw her crying, and then she died six months later, it really bothered me because she was the first girl that wanted to be a Ronette with the long hair and the eyes, you know, and the lipstick and the makeup, and she had had me down. <laughs> yeah. But then she got back into the drum. And I don't think drugs are good for anybody in rock yeah. and roll. It's always and scared. I'm lucky because I passed all of that because the Rolling Stones were my opening act. But they weren't doing drugs then. I yeah. knew the Beatles before they came to America. They weren't doing drugs. So I didn't hang around anybody that did drugs. As a matter of fact, Billy Joel, I went to the Stone Pony in New Jersey with Springsteen and all the guys. And uh, Billy Joel was upset. So they were passing out. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're called Quaaludes. Yeah, I heard. And I was, they took them around <laughs> everywhere. I said, give me one. You know what, Ron? Yeah. Till this day, I've never tasted a Quaalude. Yeah. I never. So you never tried it? No, you Billy, never... Bruce, they said, no, none for you. None for girl. you. Mm -hmm. That's nice that they kept an eye out for I you, I never though. had drugs with any of those guys. All yeah. sex. <laughs> As much as Keith wants everybody to think well, I thought that he for had sure, sex Keith. when we were in bed. Yeah. That is so not true, unless he was sitting on the bed with me. Yeah. You know, at one of our rehearsals or something. Boy, you know, or he, backstage he, when they were my opening act. But it was no sex going on in those tours. <laughs> Keith Especially the Ronettes. Yeah, Keith no. Richards still idolizes you in this. He still does. In and his he book, he had just he's the sweetest on tour, thing. Yet I get an email from him. 
That's so Ronnie, nice I just uh, recorded Be My Baby with the doo-wop guy, uh, Aaron Neville. Oh, that's he said, great. I said, don't worry, it's a different, uh, different. Uh, I said, it's got to be different, Keith, shut up. <laughs> it's a guy, I'm a girl. Right. You know, so he, he said, don't, I'm sorry, I, I don't care what you, what you do, because these guys have nothing to do on the off time. It's like American Idol, you're Mariah yeah. Carey, and Nicki Minaj, it's great, but it shows you how much people don't have to do. Yeah. No tours. You know, some people don't have tours. See, you this gotta have be like Springsteen or the Rolling Stones, and every other, every third year you might come out. You know, to stadiums, and you make millions, and then you go home. This is what you're gonna hear at the City Winery mm -hmm. in New York City, May six and seven, behind the Beehive, because beyond. No, See, oh, it's like beyond. It's beyond because of my life I led in the beginning. Somebody put behind. Yeah, it's they put beyond. beyond. I'm beyond. You're the beyond. I'm beyond all that bullshit. The Beehive. The, no, you can say bullshit Bull on. Bullshit. Yeah. You can say bullshit on this well, channel. You know. You're not on with Cousin Brucey. You can say anything. Yeah, here. I know. I, I go know, by Cousin Brucey. Be careful. But I'm doing the girl, the ladies' room. I love that. The girls' room on SiriusXM Love Channel 17. And you, maybe we'll be co-workers now. Well, I, hope I will so. never get used to it, though. Yes, I will you will. Never, yes, you will. I will never see you well, as anything. I'll come in on your days off. But How's the, that? Yeah, anytime that you want to come by. <laughs> if you're Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll come Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we got, you won't see me as That'll much. be perfect. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for popping in. I loved it, Ron, every I, time I pop in and I, talk with you. I love you. every. I love you so much. I'm so happy, I'm happy. for you with this. I'm so uh, happy I'm here with both of you. Fans <laughs> is over here, the quiet guy. Fez is the quiet guy. Wow. But he, he's the one who told me that you were in the building. I'm so excited about it. And yeah, I'll, I will I'm going to talk you. to you again soon. Yes, okay. Bye -bye. I love you. The great Ronnie Spector. So let me get this uh, proper now. We've got some corrections. Her show is called Beyond the Beehive. Because Behind the Beehive sounds crazy now. Uh, that's Monday, May 6th. Uh, 
And then I also have this as Monday, May 7th. So I'm going to guess Tuesday, that that's May Tuesday, May 7th. Tuesday, May 6th. Unless, unless some horrible thing is happening where we get stuck in one day. Space and time of... <laughs> I was time. writing very quickly. I'm sorry about that. Unraveled. Uh, and then also the girls' room, and I'm going to become a big fan of this. All female bands, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. The Shangri-Las, the Supremes, Go-Go's, Bananaramas, the Angels, Martha and the Vandellas, the Dixie Cups, the Bangles, and the Chiffons, as well as solo females who had the girl group sound. This is the girls' room. Uh, and it starts March... 22nd, 3 o'clock on Sirius XM Channel 17. Uh, that is the... Uh, that's the coolest thing ever. Today at 3. Oh, today at 3 o'clock? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I did not... March 22nd seems like the future to me. We're in the now. Right you here, know what the problem right is? Now. It's still fucking cold. I saw a thing today. Some lawyer said he's still in the groundhog. Yeah. I hope he fucking wins. I hope that's, that groundhog uh, loses his uh, gig. It's going to be hard. That guy's... That's nepotism. Uh, Frank, you're on the run of Fez show. I got to tell you, Ronnie B., I love when you have her on. It's the only time you're ever going to hear the great Ron Bennington completely and totally starstruck. Uh, I'd run away with her right now. I that's uh, that, that's the coolest to me, that in, entire era. But uh, but you talk about starstruck, uh, fucking Keith Richards starstruck with her. Billy Joel starstruck with her. Fucking Iggy Pop starstruck with her. Joey Ramone starstruck with her. Um there was, uh, I'm trying to think of who else, Bruce Springsteen, starstruck with her. Ridiculous. And now she's not going to watch that movie because here's a guy screaming about her. Fucking terrorized her. She don't need that. I haven't read anything good about the film. It's coming out on Sunday. But Al Pacino is in it, and David Mamet wrote and directed it. You would think it would be great. But uh, the early reviews... Hammerhead. But I, I worry now because I don't want anybody to, you know, Ronnie feels bad about it. He can't get you anymore, honey. He's in prison. He's locked up. He ain't never cut it out. I hate to say it, too. Uh, that uh, guy, that lunatic, that woman killer, was also a genius and then behind the board. You can't take that away from him. Um, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. So I'm not sure if you picked up on it, but there was a, uh, a Fezzy quote by Ronnie Spector right after she called him the quiet guy. Uh, Fezzy said it? No, she said it. She was quoting Fez. Of calling him the quiet guy? Well, she called him the quiet guy. You agreed with him, and she went, Oh, oh I didn't know that. Interesting. Um, anyway, that's really, really cool. So, if you get a chance in New York, uh, go see Ronnie at the City Winery, May 6th and May 7th. Uh, and then the, this girl's room, 
Sounds like really, really cool radio that we're going to be doing. That's uh, Channel 17, The Girls' Room. Now, is this a show or a station? It's um, it's going to take over Sirius XM Love for the entire weekend. All right, cool. Pop-up station. All right, pop-up station all weekend. I'm going to spend the weekend listening to this. Shangri-Las are great. Uh, and then, you know, you could just do all the... Mo- this is a fucking idea I should have had. I had a new idea. What's that? And it goes to show, like, I'm always coming up with new shit. Yeah. I'm going to call it the guy's room. And I'll just be playing stuff like the Beatles. Yeah. Um, the Doors. Mm-hmm. Like Led yes. Led Zeppelin. Jethro yeah. Tull. Uh, we're going to be all, all guys. Yeah, yeah. Led Zeppelin's going to make it. That's a perfect one. All right, good. All guys. Because I was wondering I was running out. But another great guy group is Led Zeppelin. Everybody uh, but Meatloaf. Ouch. We will not be playing Meatloaf. Sounds kind of like the girls' room. Well, it's not. There's no girls in it at all. I mean, no girls. Well, I guess, I mean, I'm going to play Fleetwood Mac, and there's a couple girls in there. But there's more guys than girls. Um, that was that was cool. Ronnie Spector just popping in. Ronnie Spector Co-worker. Ronnie Spector, co-worker. I thought it was cool enough I worked at the same place Dave Marsh works. Now I got Ronnie Spector. Chaz Palminteri's a co-worker. Ronnie Spector's a co-worker. Is Chaz still here? I think the show might still be on. I think that's might be on uh, when it used to be stars. Indy. Oh, that was on Indy? I was on Indy, yeah. Where you called in and got advice from Chaz. Everybody feels very easy to give out advice, huh? Yeah. I was panicking for that guy today. <laughs> well, cuz yeah, we want I I feel I want I want him to pass the drug test. I don't I, you know, I don't I know. <laughs> I want him to beat the man. Yeah. Just keep trying to beat the man. Uh Peta, there's a story out. That's Peta. I think it's Peta. Or are are they trying to help peas or pets? Pets. Peta. So apparently this organization has killed nine, nearly 90% of all the cats and dogs that were dropped off at its Virginia shelter last year. Okay. So, I mean, they're the people that are, like, saving animals. And, but 90% of the dogs and cats are being put down by PETA, the group that, does, that wants to save animals. Right. They ought to call their name Irony. Well, I don't think you understand what they're saying. They're trying to do it humanely. Yeah, but you would think that they would go out of their way to try to get these dogs and cats to other shelters, preserve their life. You don't want to get them to other shelters because you're you're keeping them in cages for years and there becomes disease and malnutrition and all that. I mean, I don't believe... I, I don't agree with PETA on a lot of things, but I also don't believe in keeping dogs in cages uh, for years at a time. I think that that's inhumane. It's the exact opposite. I mean, I think they get crazy when they worry about worms or whatever is happening with this and that. But a dog cannot be kept in a shelter long term. Can't happen. And a lot of people take animals as pets and then aren't responsible enough to take care of them and then return them and act like, you know, 
someone else is going to want them. Most kids don't want a full-grown dog. They want a puppy. So to when you have a shelter, the most humane thing you can have is a short-term shelter. Yeah, but that shouldn't that be like for adoptions? Yeah, but you have to be able to adopt quick because there's more and more coming in. If the dog doesn't get adopted fast, the chances it's just going to stay there. And they don't have the money to keep feeding it and taking care of it. And you get these hideous long-term places that are just absolutely terrible. The only way to really run that business is short-term. That you only give them a couple days and then uh, you bring in the, the new animals. Or else you're screwed with it. I had no idea that they only got like a couple days window in there. I think that's been like that our, our whole life. Uh, you remember when, like, if the dog catcher had your dog and you didn't show up right away to get it, they would put the dog down. So most humane places do not do the the long-term thing. Uh, but, you know, people get freaked out by that because they're not paying attention to the whole story. They're not looking at the uh, the entire story. I think he, it hurts their rep as an animal protection group. Well, I don't think most people like their rep as it is. Most people, if you ask them, do you like PETA, if you don't belong to it, you probably do. But in this one case, this is the only way that you could possibly uh, take care of animals. You've got to humanely put them down if they're not going to be, you know, taken care of. A an animal needs a house. It can't really... Uh, those fucking mass shelters were just barking dogs, Sense. pissing on each other. No one could clean it up. That's fucking horrible. That's fucking inhumane. Um, here's uh, Andrew. Andrew, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. You know, you kind of changed the subject, but uh, my fifth grade teacher was a member of the Chiffons, and I remember her being like the first young teacher that I ever had, and she was hot as hell, man. For fifth grade, you know, you were starting to get the hormones going and everything. Now, nice. was she part of the original group, or...? I, I think she might have just been, like, a backup singer. I'm trying to think of what her first name was, because she was married at the time. But she didn't have the beehive hairdo at that point. That was, like, in the early 70s, uh, or maybe mid-70s. Uh, all right, thanks, man. Uh, Ken, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, how are you, man? Good. Good. I just wanted to say, you just brought up an idea. You said keeping those animals long-term in that type of situation where they're caged up, it becomes hideous. Aren't we doing that with the human beings in, in our prison system? Doesn't that become hideous? Well, I do think it's hideous, but we don't have them, you know, hundreds of thousands of them in one thing. No, but we do have hundreds of thousands of them, though, don't we? Yeah. So, now, what do you think? you think we ought to start, you know, killing them off that way? Because it is a miserable existence. They keep them in cages for their natural-born lives. Isn't that cruel and inhumane? Oh, I, I, you know, Hicks and I talk about this all the time. Neither one of us thinks that we could do it. I just don't think I have it in me to fucking survive do being myself. locked into a place like that. I won't bid. I'll do myself. Fuck it. I'll go on the run and have a cyanide pill and just fucking... Crunch down on it. But also, you know, those guys, some of them fucking committed a lot of crimes. Some of them didn't and they're in there fucking wrongly. Some of them were on drug charges and they shouldn't be there at all. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. I, I just don't see how you're making things better by putting a junkie in fucking prison. Um, 
Here's uh, there was a thing the other day. A guy just got out of jail, twenty three years, didn't do shit. For, for and it comes out. This was in New York. I think uh, the charges were he shot a rabbi in the head. Right. Uh, and then it came out that they fucked the cops. Basically, told them to say it's this guy. He was like an out of work artist. Yeah. And he does 22, 23 fucking years in prison. I, I can't even imagine. The Here's the weird of, thing. Your life is over. If you're fucking in there and you know you did something, you know, and you're sitting around for 22 years, that's a nightmare. But if you know you didn't do it. How do you not break? Uh, I think you do break. I think you probably break time and time again, you know, and just, you know, you heal any way you can. But your spirit has, has got to... Uh, Break. Here's Tony. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going today, guys? Hey. Hey, uh, Fezzy. Love you, but I got to help you out here a little bit. Uh, my uh, niece worked at a PETA rescue place. And what you're, I don't think you're understanding is most of the dogs and animals they take in there are dogs that are either beaten, uh, pit bulls that have been used for fighting, uh, uh, malnutritioned, old dogs that people just dump at the side of the road that are ready to He's talking about anyway. unadoptable pets. These are unadoptable pets. And if you don't put them down humanely, what are you supposed to do? Because it's inhumane to take those animals and to keep them there for years and years and years. Uh, and it would also be uh, uh, incredibly... Uh, Expensive, but if they're doing the same thing and it and and it, if it's a thing that has to be done, then they can't get upset about other people like pet shops. You know that no, have because dogs they're doing cages. That's ridiculous. One is fucking birthing animals and bringing them into the world, almost a corporate type thing, creating more of this problem. What they're doing is taking this the problem. And finding a humane way to end their lives. The the stuff that they're bitching about with pet shops is people creating the problem only for money. It's a completely different thing. I know the easiest and funnest thing is to act like Peter are a bunch of assholes. And uh, I'm not saying about a lot of things that they're not. But in this case, you just can't take these unadoptable fucking dogs, and then keep them for years at a time. It can't work out that way. Um, anyway, it's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we were talking about this coming up a little later on in our show. Uh, Shane Carruth is going to be in here. He's done the film Primer, his new film, Upstream... Uh, uh, upstream color is the name of it, I and I wouldn't be able to uh, describe it to you, <laughs> and I probably uh, wouldn't. And anyone who saw Primer knows exactly what I'm uh, talking about. Yeah, uh, that movie I had to watch it Donald, three or four times to get my head around it, and it was worth it. It was so great. Uh, coming up too, we'll be uh, getting into a little bit more of the March Madness. Also, the Living Directors uh, Madness that we're doing right now. Hicks also has another box he calls the five TV characters who shouldn't get together. Shouldn't. Shouldn't. All right. I think I can do uh, some of these. Like Friends, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Monica and her uh, brother <laughs> shouldn't get together. Well, that's incest. Right. Yeah. 
um, Frazier and his dad shouldn't do it. I mean, people might want that to happen, right? But it would fucking destroy the show. Like that, the the moment they fuck the show, that's the season finale. So, I got another one for you, yeah. Flipper and Sandy. Oh, Mm-mm. not good. Would it be entertaining? Yes. It's not good for the show, though. It's ruins the fucking show when bestiality gets into it. Do you think it ruins it? Yeah, I think it ruins. I mean, you get that one moment where oh you my god, you sound like Peter now. They're no, <laughs> they're no better than a pet shop. Actually, since that monkey video where they released the, I was on the bang of the monkeys being released back into uh, the wild when they were just in a goddamn lab their entire lives. I don't know. I, I feel kind of like pro Pete, a little bit pro Pete. Like I, I'm not as fucking harsh on them as I was. Oh, because you felt so sad about seeing those monkeys like that. <laughs> These old, beat up, gray, balding monkeys who fucking have been a lad their entire lives. Come on. I don't like to see. I don't like to see a dog in a cage either, man. It's sad. It's sad. It should be out running. Every an animal time. should live like an animal, and I feel I I never have been comfortable in zoos even. Even when I was a little kid, I remember seeing a polar bear in the Philadelphia Zoo who I knew had gone crazy because it kept doing the same walk back and forth, like the same amount of steps back and forth you could see. And like, I went there like with my first grade class and everybody was just like whipping fucking peanuts into it, right? Like throwing peanuts. So I'm throwing peanuts, but I'm like thinking to myself, boy, this is really sad. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I felt bad, but obviously I didn't want to look like some kid that wasn't chucking peanuts. That poor goddamn polar bear. Um, Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Timmy and Lassie, baby. They should definitely be together. Good point. Uh, Jim from Scranton, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I, I gotta say, Ronnie, first, uh, Popcorn doing a great job. I think typing with his thumbs. Not, not a real good typer, but uh, Norm and Cliff from Cheers. Are they on your list? <laughs> they didn't make the list. That no. would have been right, sweet. Let's, let's go over uh, your list then. With uh, no further ado, because it seems like you're really getting off to a bad start here. Don't worry. We put up a. We're giving you a lot of uh, great, great ideas for your list. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you didn't have Norman. Uh, from Cheers on there. No, they didn't make it. It'd be a creepy, weird gay relationship. Okay. Why is it creepy? They loved each other. Platon- they were inseparable. Platonically. I didn't even think they liked each other that much. You ever notice they didn't hang out outside of that bar? I just saw them as, as two addicts at the same well. Sad alcohol. All right, here we go. Here's the five. It's the five. All right, here's the five. Um, first on the five, Tony Soprano and Dr. Melfi. Now, I think people expected them to have I sex. I wanted them to get together. People expected them to have sex. Everyone watching the show thought they were going to fuck each other, but it ended up never happening, even though he did say at one point, like, I lo- he, he loves her. Are you glad it didn't happen? Yeah, in the end, I'm glad it didn't happen, yeah. These shouldn't have banged her. That would have that would have been the worst. I think it would have been the best show ever. No, see, like if that would have happened, like fuck it. There's no point to the goddamn TV show anymore. There's just no point. They, Why they, wouldn't they, there be a point? They can't, they can't. That's the one person you shouldn't have sex with. That's their, their, uh, they had to have that tension. Let's also remember this: Melfi did nothing to help that man. 
nothing. He was still killing people while he went there. Well, he was a mob boss. Do you think he died at the end, or do you think he just got onion rings? They all got the entire family got murdered. The fucking kid, the daughter, the wife, everyone's. No, dead. the daughter never made it in. Oh, she was. Was she? She was outside the fucking place. Yeah, she couldn't park. She, she's all right. So she's alive, and she becomes the new fucking like the female Don. But it never the, happens though. <laughs> But yeah, he's dead. He's lit. He's filled with bullets. All right. So uh, here's uh, Thomas in Kansas. You're on the Run Fed Show. How does George Went and Woody Harrelson not make the list? Again with the cheers. Sure, it they, seems like yeah, that would have been really weird. I'm talking about like, if, the, if the two people on the TV show got together, it would ruin the fucking TV show. All right. If so, they had gay sex, it would have been like, what's next to do on cheers? Here's uh, Rocky. You're on the Run Fed Show. Hey, guys, this is an old one. you got to go way back. My three sons, Uncle Charlie and Ernie. That would have ruined that fucking show if they would have had sex. Did that make your list? No, it did not make the list. Here's Jeff in Columbus. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. I'm just getting this picture of Fonzie butt-fucking Richie in the bathroom. He's got his letter. Would have ruined the show. Yes. Gay. Would have ruined the show. Is, is that on there? No, it's not. That would have been a weird taboo to break. Mm. Well, it would have been basically been a surprise. Basically. Uh, okay, what do you have? Because you seem like you know more about it than I do. Oh, I fucking put this all together. You got the five up there. Yeah, it's the five. Uh, George Michael from Arrested Development and Maybe. Now, they wanted to have sex with each other. At, at first, we thought it would be incest. So that's why it didn't happen. But eventually, we find out. It wouldn't have been incest. So, yeah, maybe they could get together. Well, don't you guys get grossed out if people, kids were raised close together and then they have sex? Like like somebody being with their stepsister or their adopted. Oh, that's kind of hot. You think it's hot? Sure, yeah. See, I've talked to people who act like that that's still like a psychological incest. I think incest is only biological. It's only biological. Incest is it's taboo or it's biologically bad because the fucking you know you make fucking fucked up babies you know with like bad genetic traits i i would agree with you but it's only because the neighborhood i grew up with where everyone ended up being with each other at some point <laughs> and now in hindsight you're like well that was kind of like socially incestuous yeah, college everyone's fucking each other and they're fucking like, group of friends yeah, that's a very good point now, do you think it's awful if someone has been with, like, sisters? No. Okay. You're a fucking free thinker, my friend. <laughs> you are a free thinker. Just don't have babies. It's fine. Uh, Scott and Tampa, you're on the Run Face show. I know this made it, guys. Archie Bunker and his new black neighbor, George Jefferson. No. That would have ruined the fucking show, dude. It would have ruined two shows. Jefferson's women fuck too. You're a, you've got a strict line on this yeah. that you have. Uh-huh. Uh, it's up on the iBank today. Chris Stanley uh, doing the five, and he's been a five monster lately. Yeah, I'm just going to fucking murder. I'm going to kill. Okay, what else you got? Uh, Louie and uh, Pamela. Pamela Adlon. Who was the... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. That would have been perfect. No. They, they I can't. was praying for that. They can't get together. Louis, well, they were together. They just didn't stay together, right? Um, no, I think she offered that... They were just friends. And then she offered, she, she was like, hey, you want to take a bath together? He's like, no, thank you. And then didn't realize that she was offering him sex. And then he uh, confessed his love to her. And she just... She was like, no, and no She thank. left for Paris. 
But I was actually going, like, go with her. But I thought they hooked up. They didn't even kiss or anything? I don't think they ever ever even kissed. Like, she offered him to have... Let me tell you something about Pamela Adlon. Whatever show she's in, right? Mm -hmm. She's the best thing in it. She's awesome. Whatever she does, she's the best thing in it. I watched that Californication, and I'm like, every time she's on, I'm like, what? She's the best thing here. She's fucking I've done ridiculous. that time and time again with her. She's on point. She's wasn't she Bobby in that uh, cartoon? King of the Hill. <laughs> Man, that was one of the funniest characters ever. Yeah, Bobby Hill is great. She's ridiculous. I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian. That was a great episode. Chris it's Rock. so fucking funny. She's great, man. She's so I, they didn't even kiss. Nothing happened. Like he wanted to. He wanted them to be together, right. but she knew that he wanted to be. She's like, no, we should just be friends. I'm not interested in you at all. There is something about Louis' show that he doesn't let him. Other than the kids, he doesn't have a long term relationship with anyone. Like a brother shows up, then he's gone. The sister shows up, she's gone. He's had, he's had so far two sisters, and then, and then the one I think niece when he went to that show with her. Yeah, downtown, Fontana's. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run and Fest show. Yeah, I got one for you. How about Buffy and Mister French? That would have ruined that fucking show, yeah, dude. Would have fucking been a disaster. The writers know better than to do that. Um, but he, you, here's uh, Jeff in Colorado. Hey. Yeah. Lady Elaine Fairchild and King Friday, maybe on the trolley. That's you know, fucking so much, true. There was, so much, there was so much tension, you know, from Lady Elaine, and you know they just never explored that into the character. My thing, I thought Lady Elaine was a bit of a cunny. I just didn't like her attitude too much. As much as you want these things to happen, they can't because it would be disaster. James, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, uh, how about Rick Grimes and any zombie from The Walking Dead? It would just change the whole direction. Of the I, I would, it would ruin it for me. You don't know if it's going to happen later on, though. Did you read the comic books? I was um, reading something this week that less and less pl- people are watching that zombie show. I thought it was gigantic. Uh, if you go by the iBang, everybody's watching it. It might be a zombie burnout. I don't know, because this zombie thing has been going on for a long fucking time. You know, that Warm Bodies movie... Actually, looked like it would be kind of cute and good, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it because there were zombies. It was a different take on it. Uh, Are we again? Yeah, I'll be right back. Where are you going? I just have to run upstairs and grab something. Zombie oh. thing? No, it's a, it's a medicine thing. Okay, go ahead. Oh boy! Don't let me bother you. I can send popcorn. Now let him go. He knows where he's going. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Want popcorn to go with you in case you pass out or something? Oh no, no. no. Shit. Maybe Maddie Ice. No. That would ruin the whole show. Only popcorn. Popcorn, you should go with him. What the hell goes on with him? It's the second time today he's disappeared. Well, who's, maybe who's going to come back with this time? Ron, look who it is. It's Paul McCartney. <laughs> Basically a surprise for you. <laughs> what are you, you talking know, about? The one on the living beetle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ringo's still alive, you fucking No, maniac. the one other living beetle. But the one to... other? I meant, you know, one of the two living beetles here. He's coming in right now. Hey, it's Paul. First of all, this five's a disaster. This five's great. Everybody's got this. better ideas than you. Bullshit. Their ideas are fucking crazy and absurd. Mine are fucking rooted in fucking reality. <laughs> these people are idiots. I got full pho- phones right now. And it seems like all these people have better ideas. Doug in Boston, you're on the Run and Fez show. Bring it. Yeah, Fez, he just left, but here's one for him. How about the, the Skipper and Gilligan? You got a uh, bear and a twink? 
I assume that happened when you know the show wasn't on. You think that they did it? Yeah, that would have ruined it for me. Well, that's why they never brought it on screen. <laughs> but we all wanted it to happen. It's like, why is he just fucking tear that little man up? <laughs> Come on, they're on this island for so long. You know, they all fucked each other. Oh man, you're, you're five. Yeah, is just exploding with comments. Why I sit here. <laughs> People are so much better than this than you. Oh, bullshit, man. You just, what, Cliff and Norm? That's a crazy thing to say. This is fucking real. Tony Soprano and Dr. Melfi, they actually had sexual tension. Uh, here's, uh, what about some of these? Yeah. Wilbur and Mr. Ed? <sighs> Al Molo and Mr. Noodle? No. Puppies. Balky and Cousin Larry? <laughs> I assume that happened anyway. <laughs> fucking weird history. Opie and Aunt B. Dennis and Mr. Wilson, what Jerry it? Springer and Steve Wilkos, <laughs> Wally and Eddie, <laughs> Sam and E-Rock. <laughs> These are better than yours, dude. I'm sorry. I don't think so. Mr. Rourke and Tattoo. Are you telling me that wouldn't have ruined the show? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it's like, if that happens. Ponch and John, Cagney and Lacey. I think Cagney and Lacey did it. Yeah. They were double-teaming dudes, too. Willie should have banged his white stepsister over the sink. Your way of saying it, they could have done it. Didn't know people were so passionate about this. People love your five. Unfortunately, they're better at it than you. They're not better at all. They're fucking saying crazy things. Uh, Will, you're on the run of face show. Yeah, I, I don't think Hardcastle should have fucked McCormick. I loved Hardcastle, hated McCormick, or just vice versa. Um, Eric, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys, let me try to save this list. Two people that should get together from Saved by the Bell, Kelly Kapowski, Lisa Turtle. You're welcome. <laughs> Please. Thank that you. was a kid's show, and no one was thinking, but there wasn't really sexual tension. Only did it was date or maybe have a kiss. I'm talking about adult shows where people fucking have sexual partners. Right, give us the next one. Next one, uh, from Mad Men, uh, Peggy Olsen and Don Draper. Now, Peggy Olsen, at the very beginning of the season, of the first episode, she became his secretary. And everyone in that agency fucks their secretaries. Everyone's just fucking each other. Right. Cheating on their wives or whatever, and they're just banging anything that moves. And Don Draper is the fucking head dude there. So everyone assumes, all right, they're going to fuck each other. He's going to bang her. But it ends up not happening at all, and she becomes, like, basically, like, she becomes... A copy editor and an ad person there. She actually gets a real job. She gets out of the fucking temp pool or whatever you want to call it. You know a lot about fucking Mad Men. I've watched a lot of Mad Men. I'm a fan. So. I got to catch up on it. It's good. It, I watched for a while and then life happened. <laughs> it's good. Don Draper is one of the best characters on television. He's a giant piece of shit. It's great how much of a scumbag he is. There's a uh, talk that his. Um his bulges are distracting. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Because <laughs> he doesn't like wearing underwear or something, and then his cock's flopping around. It's like Frank Gore. You. <laughs> He's just fucking running around that set with his fucking cock flopping around. You seem to know everybody who doesn't wear a jock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard that. That his that people are just like, listen, you gotta put that thing away, Don. Or John Hamm. Why don't you just tape it to his fucking leg? Uh, like it's just duct tape it. Like it's some other chick's piss, and he's trying to <laughs> pass a drug test. 
Listen to you. You're fucking sharp today because you haven't been drinking. And I can understand you. Less slurring. Yeah. Less slurring. You've been a mess all fucking winter. <laughs> it's good to have you back, though. Hey, I got to catch up on some things that happened since Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's about it. Hey, that's about where it started. It happens. Yeah, I know last year he had a, there was a picture of his, his him walking around in tight pants and um, his cock was like very well outlined. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. It's very fucking creepy. Yeah, here's here's the but some people said it was photoshopped. There's penis bulge. It's un uncomfortable to look at. Circumcised. If it's not photoshopped, yeah, he's he's circumcised. No, he doesn't like wearing underwear or something. He's got to wear some underwear. He's a St. Louis fan. Get everything together. I can't stand the cards. I can't stand their fans and how proud they are of how fucking nice they are. I don't think John Hamm's a nice guy. I think he's a crazy asshole. Oh, in real life? Yeah. I, he, he, uh, he seems like a fucking good guy on screen, though, but I'm sure he's like a maniac off. All right, Cigars and Scotch came up with Fred and Grady. <laughs> no. This is that that would not make that didn't. Should make I just mind. have cigars and scotch do one of these lists? Since he seems like he's into it more than you are. I'm much more into it than cigars and scotch. Who? Cigars and scotch. <laughs> I thought you said scars and. I probably did. All right, how many have you done so far? Four, four out of my five. All right, let's go over your four. All right, Tony Soprano and uh, Dr. Melfi. Yeah. George Michael and Maybe from Arrested Development. <laughs> Louie and Pamela from Louie, and Peggy Olsen and Don Draper from Mad Men. Hmm. This shit's fucking strong. This shit's fucking Matt strong. John, you're on the run of fish. John. Klinger and Frank Burns from MASH. I would have sucked, Hicks. <laughs> that would have ended the war. Do we know if Fez is all right? I don't know. Uh, send Popcorn up to check on him. Popcorn, go up there and check on him. Go, run out now. Go, send him. Send Popcorn. Tell, tell him to take a phone in case he needs to call 911. Popcorn, take a phone. Take a phone, Popcorn. Take your phone. I just saw him go and grab his phone. All right, go. Run. Find him. You talk to him like he's a dog. <laughs> I <laughs> Before the show started, I walked I was walking, I walked into the booth. And before I walked into the booth, I just saw a Popcorn standing in the hallway, taking a picture out the window, and I started yelling at him. <laughs> Why? What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you taking the pitch right here? Get the boot. The show's about to fucking start. And then I yelled at Pips. Keep fucking high on him. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck are you out here? And he's like, I, I had a... My throat was, was stuffed. I had to spit. There's a garbage can in here. What are you doing? Get on the phones. You're like a slave driver. Concentrate, popcorn. Come on. Keep your eye on the prize. So you're now blaming Pips on this fucking debacle that this kid turned out to be. For that one, for that one moment, yes. So like, what the fuck? You keep an eye on him. The fuck? It's not like we're in the fucking Navy where something needs to be done. It's the easiest job in the world. Just be here for four hours. We can't even keep the co-host in here. He's left twice in an hour. This would be like if you were watching The Tonight Show and you just saw Leno get up and just start to wander off. What the fuck? The band just has to start playing. Guests are just bringing up shit themselves. <laughs> when Jay gets back, I want to make sure I tell him about this story. Plus, I got this movie coming out. Do we have the clip? 
Anybody? Hello? I'm not sure what's on this clip. Um, I don't know. The same thing that's on the fucking trailer. <laughs> so that's a little bit. They longer. never know what's on their clip. It's bad. It's the it's fucking movie. I bet the movie company just does it last second because they don't want anyone to um, pirate it. I bet that's it. They get, probably get the DVD. Shit. Everybody can see anything they want anytime they want. Oh, yeah. Love streaming shit. You know, you fucking, you know, the people are like, hey, you want to get the script to the next? I'm like, no. Why would I want to sit and read a script to something that's coming out in a year from now? It's really good. I, know the, I remember the Inglorious Bastards script uh, leaked pretty early on. Like, like, Was it the real script? I think it was the real script. Like, I think maybe any cool news, or, or I guess any of the movie sites, yeah, or whatever. Any of them. We're passing it around. Is he back? Yeah, Popcorn's back. What, popcorn, what's going on with him? Report back, Popcorn. Just jump with the mic in there. How'd you come back without him? Uh, Fez is doing okay. He said he uh, needs to stay by the bathroom. Mouth or ass? Was he in the bathroom? No, he he was sitting at his desk. Oh, man. What the hell does that mean? His desk isn't even close to the bathroom. Good work, though, Popcorn. Uh, I was all over it. I was up there in, like, five seconds. It was quick. You're going to get back quickly as well. Um, call his phone, would you? From the... From here, Pips, you call it. How's that close to the bathroom? I guess our office is... He's no. as close... Our office is as close to the bathroom as he is here. Yeah. This is getting weird. It's a weird day today. Every day is weird. This is even weirder. Flatly stranger. I mean, first of all, you've you've got a five that just collapsed upon itself. Collapsed? This thing's built up and gotten stronger by the second. I still haven't gotten to my fifth one. I'm still I'm at four right now. Where are you? Uh, I'm so embarrassed too about the uh, March Madness director. My ranking? No. What are you ranked? I'm ranked like eighteen hundredth. Fuck. I'm ranked three ninety. But that's good. Good if I'm you. But the way I think yeah. of myself, I should be top five. <laughs> I should have picked that fucking Harvard game. It was in the back of my mind. I even brought it up. This 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 fucking paper is getting worse every day. My bracket. I just gotta hope Kansas State brings it a three. Well, my thing is, I just fucking rushed it. But before I did it, I said I wanted to pick Harvard. That sucks. Hold on, there's Fezzy. What's up, Shittles? I'm just having a major stomach issue. Um, I believe it's one of my medications that sometimes does this to me. It's a side effect that uh, it's not very glamorous. Why are you in our office? Well, because I'm just I'm feet away from the bathroom in case I have to go running back in there. I've been in there once. Why don't you just sit in here and uh, sit on a bucket? <laughs> I'm just worried about having, like, an Eastside Dave type moment. It's okay. Just throw them out. Where I don't make it, and then there's a there's a bucket of a leftover dinner in there. <sighs> Feces or puke? Shit. He's got the shits. Oh, no. Yeah. That sucks. What'd you eat for this morning? Um, I had some cereal this morning. Oh, no. But it's, trust me, I don't have it now. You lactose? 
Yeah, maybe yeah, you're maybe lactose intolerant. Maybe it's the milk, but you sometimes one of my medications does this to me. What uh, medication? It's the diabetes one. Mm. That's fucked up. Any more cream puffs left? <laughs> took the rest home. No, the cream what? puffs are all gone. Wait, but what do you mean you took the rest home? There was like four left. I took yeah. them home. Did you eat them all last night? I ate two. I ate two for today. Felt bad about it. Big weekend plan. <laughs> all right, Shittles. Talk to you later. All right. I'll be down as soon as I can. Oh. Just the thought of seeing you now, a fucking wet ass come down the steps. I'd rather you were sent home. Because once all the actual poop matter comes out, he's just shitting water for the rest of the day. Oh, God. This motherfucker could shit through a screen and not hit it. Oh. Fuck. I'll tell you, this is why I try to tell people, eat your food hot. Because he's getting little cold worms in this fucking food. Yeah, it was really weird. They wouldn't eat the sandwich. That it's was disgusting. Served hot, menti. Be eaten hot. There's your Duke. Already out to an early lead. Yeah, I'm not worried about them. They're fucking. They're strong. They're Duke strong. <laughs> not sure what that means. You don't know how to use your new sober brain. <laughs> your new sober brain is too fast for you. All right, you got one more of these. One uh, more. One more of your disaster. Disaster. I think it's really successful. Uh, Pam from The Office and Brian, the sound guy. Now, I won, when I heard about that they were breaking the fourth wall or whatever, and that there's a sound guy fucking who's apparently close with her, I fucking jumped back in The Office immediately. And I was just hoping, please, God, please let them break up Jim and Pam. Let them ruin this fucking relationship. But this fucking was this storyline was abandoned fucking four episodes later because they can't break up Jim and Pam. There's what four episodes left of the show, and they they were the base they were the basis of the first three seasons. Mm -hmm. Her and him getting back together or getting together in the first place. It was a fucking tease. They teased me and they got me back in, which which makes me feel like a fucking idiot. You are, an idiot. And, and I want nothing more than to that to that Brian the sound guy. <laughs> fucking rail her. rail her the fuck out. <laughs> no. And Jim's like, oh, I got you, kid. <laughs> fucking pussy. It, was a, it, it seemed like they had an idea and then didn't follow through with it, and they do that a lot anymore. It's what they've done when I still watch the show with, with those two. They, they make it seem like, oh, the fucking goddamn relationship's gonna fall apart, but no, at the end, Jim's the fucking best. Aren't they so cute together? Yeah, they've never made the show that those characters work after they got together. Not for a second. I fucking hated, started hating them immediately as soon as they... And they actually became boring and weird and kind of Republican in no time at all. Sucks. Goddamn, I liked that show a lot the first two and a half seasons. I, I feel like a real asshole because I, I swore it off years ago. Now I'm fucking going to end up watching the last episode. Um... Here's Jeff. Jeff, you're on the run of Fez show. Maybe Fez is texting people that he got out of work early. And he Who's wants on to the goddamn phones today? Who's on those popcorn? Drinking oh. or tummy sticking. I thought you were supposed to watch him, Pips. What the fuck, Pips? He cannot fucking handle. Popcorn did so good fucking getting the story from Fez. Now, he lets fucking Radio Shark back through. That pop, This life with popcorn's a roller coaster. It's constantly ups and downs. He has crazy fucking drummer list. 
Then he lets Radio Shark through. I find him outside taking pictures of the fucking Manhattan. <laughs> but then he gets fucking... Is Matty Ice over there today? Yeah, Matty Ice is Send Matty. Come on, bring it, Matty. Mr. Sports, Matty Ice. Sportman. I got a lot of emails. People shocked how he shut Jerry Barker down. Yeah, right? That was weird between those guys. Yeah. Here's Matty Ice on deck. Um, yeah, a lot of people couldn't believe as young as you were, you came in here and just outwit it, outmatched, outplayed Jerry Barker yesterday. I did? Yeah. You know you did, Matty. I stopped being so humble. Yeah, but Thank that's you. his thing. He's all about uh, being humble. Come on, that's get in people's faces. Humble. Yeah, okay. And the sad thing, though, is Barker now feels his age. He's an old-timer now. Matty Ice is the young buck. Young buck coming up in the game. Housing like four or five of those fucking steak sandwiches. Three. Nice. You eat all you want. I will. Thank you. A lot of these people act like, oh, man, that kid's got a big appetite. I'm glad to see it. You're growing boys soon. Uh, Harvard. That Harvard. was the fucking game. Harvard, uh, yes. Uh, these guys could go all the way now. There's no stopping Harvard. <laughs> there has to be some stopping them. Jesus. It's one of those games where you're just yelling at your screen. Just fucking guard them. There's, there's Canadian in the three-point line every time, and they go help inside, and they just leave them open. And he hit, I think, five threes that game. And it, Good. He killed them. I love that. I love that aspect. But this is... Uh, what school did you go to? SUNY Purchase. I, this would be like, to me, SUNY Purchase winning a math contest. <laughs> Not not one of the strong suits in the school. More artsy. Not much engineering going on there. Yeah. But that's the beauty of this thing. That's it the is. fun of it, that you got to have these upsets. What place are you in right now? It's, it's not pretty. Yeah. The thing is, I... <laughs> excuses! We're excuses. depending on you. I wrote the cheat sheet and then didn't take my own advice on yeah. half my picks. And, like, Oregon... I didn't pick them for some reason. Ah, oh, you dick! I didn't pick them. They won. Yeah, I they won. Them. I didn't pick them. I don't know why I didn't pick them, but I didn't pick them. I'm in. I think uh, in the like the 1700 range right oh, now. Jesus. You're barely above me. It's been one day. It's been one day. I'm gonna shut it down now. I'm in 350. There's still 1700 points to be had. And someone who's in the top 20 is going to drop real fast because they had New Mexico winning the whole thing. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Those guys are fucking done, huh? I yes. like that. I just need Kansas State, and then it's gravy time. It's not going to happen. So they hit everything but fucking New Mexico yesterday. <laughs> oh, yes. what assholes. That's fucking funny. Yeah, they're perfect outside of New Mexico. Too bad. I got, I think, four games wrong, I want to say. What are, the, what are today's games? Today, there is... Oof. It's Albany Duke, Ole Miss with White Girl Wednesdays versus Wisconsin. Uh, Miami, I'm looking up. Miami Pacific. South Cincinnati. Yeah. It's some good games today. There's the rest of the first round today. Yeah. And then tonight, Iona versus Ohio State. And Western Kentucky versus Kansas. Those are the big games. That's all we have to look forward to. A whole fucking weekend of Ghanaian nonstop basketball. 
What time is uh, White Girl Wednesdays on? White Girl Wednesdays is at 12.40. That's coming up soon. Uh, but we don't have true TV. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to put it up on the computer. I'll, I'll stream it on the computer. But yeah, I go to true TV and it's just a frozen screen. Yeah. Joel McHale for some reason. It's weird. You it's the know this much is true. It's all free on the website and it's great to have. You yeah, know, I'm going watch him fucking basketball on my phone like an idiot. No. Computer. HD, baby. Yeah. What if we need other shit to do with the computer? I'll, I'll minimize. I'll bring up when we're not doing other stuff. I got you doing that. I got shittles upstairs. <laughs> I'm all over it. All my shit's inside of me. It's not coming out until after the show. <sighs> um, I want you to send a memo right now right. to... Uh, We'll send it out to All Points West, but in All Points West, uh-huh. in care of Rob Cross. Care of Rob Cross. Uh, just put what the fuck. Get back to me as soon as possible with further instructions. Get back to me as possible. Further instructions. All is lost. All is lost. Save our souls. Save our souls. Uh, Ron Barrington, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. RB, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is. Scary. Right, new memo. New memo. Okay. Uh, to Rob Cross. Rob. Still haven't heard back from you. <laughs> uh, awaiting your reply. Haven't waiting reply. Uh, it seems like Hicks took all the cream puffs home. <laughs> like, no, I, I'm gonna write it, but still, I what did. You, did. <laughs> do you take any steak sandwiches? Oh, those were gone. All gone. Those got housed. Did Fez eat a cold one? No, they were actually all gone by the time he. <laughs> decided to have his fucking six-hour-old sandwich. What are we having today? Shrimp scampi, or what are we doing? I I can drum something up. Um, I went to that Mineta Tavern last night. Oh, nice. The world-famous uh, Mineta Tavern down in the village. That's dope. I, I, was, I was calling you. I couldn't get, reach you. It was oh. fucking fantastic. I know a lot of people don't like to eat foie gras because they're you know, grossed out by it. What? About what we do to the pig's liver. Or whatever it is, a goose liver. Yeah. That's the most delicious thing ever. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it was so good. I fucking just hugged the waitress and I said, like, the, <laughs> I actually just fucking hugged her and then I whispered in her ear, Oh, I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. And you're my real mommy. How'd she take it? She was a little nervous because I put both legs up and just wrapped them around her waist and just <laughs> held on to her. I think they like outlawed foie gras in like California. Yeah, it's Chicago. To Chicago, they yeah. they don't like to fucking have the geese go until their liver explodes, but their liver explodes into deliciousness. <laughs> and I mean, it's so fucking good. It yeah, is. If, I, if my liver tasted that good, I'd be eating it right now. The liver is like a delicacy of like most animals. I think like that. That liver is contains all the good shit. I will say this: I've never had a liver that I didn't like. I love chicken livers, I like cow liver, goose liver. People get freaked out, though. They hear liver, and they're like, I don't want that. They're fucking idiots. Cow liver, it's not for me. I, I don't know why. It's different I, than chicken liver. I like to cook there. it down to its fucking shoe leather. I just want to fucking feel like I'm eating an old pair of army boots. It's so fucking good. Do you like chicken livers? Yeah. I can fucking pop them thing like they're chips. Mm. Mm. I had trouble. We had. We used to have a soul fucking guy down the street. So the... Just the best fried chicken. And I used to get a big thing of livers, and all the guys here would just, like, stare at them. I'd see them, like, going around it. Poking at it? Yeah, poking at it and being nervous. Even Shittles wouldn't try it. And Shittles is known for... (laughs) 
his love of livers. <laughs> he's wondering why he can't get a date. He's just up there just shitting out. It's bad. It's not good. He can't be shitting this much. In that community, they know when that happens. They're like, they gotta use, that's a hole they use. I know, man. That's not something that you're fucking and not so, dealing with. Yeah, and if you have problems with your bowels, <laughs> they're going to fucking not want to go anywhere near that. You're back from Rob yet? Not nothing. I, I think he's ignoring that, uh, even though there is all, all his laws. Newest memo, Rob Cross. Okay, I got the picture. Fuck it. Okay, I got the picture. Um, Fuck it. P.S. You'll burn in hell for leaving me alone like this. P.S. You'll burn in hell <laughs> for leaving me alone like this. Hmm. And then just um, just watch the movie when I jacks because it reminds me of him. Just watch. God, I want to watch that movie. Now. Did you ever see it? Reminds me. Marlon Brando. No. You when I jack, I saw the other side of your face. It's fucking great. It's a cowboy movie with Brando. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done a lot of cowboy movies. I don't know about Duke. Uh, it's 16-9. They're doing, they're just, they got them right where they want them. It's fine. And Albany's just not a very good team. The Great Danes. The Great Danes. The Albany Great Danes. That would make you feel bad about yourself. Great Danes. They can't even fucking fill the place. <laughs> Fuck Albany. Duke's going to win this one by fucking 40. There were two records set last night within 10 minutes by VCU with the largest margin of victory and then a minute later by Syracuse. Like 47 points they won by. Yeah. That Syracuse game was embarrassing. Not for Syracuse. No, no. Yeah, Syracuse is fine, <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Montana was not pretty. And then you know they were all excited. Like, yeah, hey, we made it. They make shit. Made it to the embarrassment bowl. That's what they fucking made it to. Bunch of losers. Um... All right. Uh, now we're understanding that Roland gave Fez some food this morning. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, uh, there can't be anything solid coming out of Fez right now. Oh God. Yeah, I'm sure it's burning too. Tell uh, Popcorn that I want him to go up there with a stick and just fucking break it up a little bit and make sure that there's nothing too wrong. Popcorn, find a stick. <laughs> oh, he's taking pictures right now at the window. Well, again? He's a photographer. This isn't photography time. <laughs> Remember for like two weeks, Dave was into his new fucking phone app where he was taking those pictures all the time? Oh, yeah, with the, with the uh, filters and shit? Yeah. I think he still does this. He, he still loves fil putting throwing filters on things. He's all about it. He feels like a real photographer with that fucking app, that app he uses. I think he uses like three or four of them, actually. Yeah, he's like a photographer from the 70s where they tried to make everything look like it was magic. <laughs> I think one of the worst words I've ever heard in my life is app. Oh, there's plenty of great apps out there. Temple Run. Temple Run 2. <laughs> Man, you got a lot of shit you're into. It's a great game. You just run in one direction forever. Did you see this thing about uh, in Miami, I guess it was Duper and his son, Mark Duper, and he knocked his kid out twice, and they went and uh, picked him up, 
Um, and he goes, hey, the kids started it. The kids... Well, I mean, 17-year-old, is that an adult in Florida? Seven... Well, no, it's still a child. But anywhere like 15, you start looking at your dad like, I wonder if I could fucking knock this out. And he learned that he can't. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's a big difference between boy strength and man strength. It's just different. And he was a professional athlete. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, kid didn't have any goddamn chance. Um... Well, he went back a second time to get knocked up the fuck again. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. He must be really pissed. This what kid's got a fucking hard end on him. He's not a bright kid. Well, I don't know. Who knows what kind of shit they were getting into, you know? But the thing is, no one should knock their kid out. But if your kid steps up to you, right? Yeah. And you don't fucking hit him hard, then what becomes of your relationship? That gets fucking weird. No, here's the weird thing. The person who was there and said that they saw it and it was the kid's fault was you, Green, who we were just talking about on the air yesterday. Oh, that's fucking weird. I know, and now his fucking name's in the news. And then his name hasn't been up in the news forever. And what's he doing over Mark Duper's house? Like, just talking about old fucking Dolphins things? Remember that year we didn't win? <laughs> and it's crazy. We had fucking Marino and everything. We still couldn't win. Maybe they're just sitting around fucking with the kid and saying I mean, he missed it. I can't even look at Marino without thinking, you didn't even win once? Nope. I think even like all of his fucking stats and all the numbers he put up, it's going to be forgotten soon enough. Well, yeah, they'll disappear. I mean, they'll be just passed. That's what happens with those records. Now, they can't take a Super Bowl ring away from you. Yeah, but he's... He's just going to be a guy that just, he was and never was. That's what people are going to say about him. <laughs> Dan Marino he was never a, was. He was a was. He was, he was, was. Dan Marino. He's, yeah, but that's going to that's gonna be forgotten. He's a never way. one, but he's not a never was. He's a never was. And he's also a TV commentator. They're, they're going to fire him like in a few years probably. Like, listen, man, we just realized you fucking... Well, they start loading up on the younger guys. That happens, too. It's like... When you get the younger guys coming in, they're like, oh, we're going to be able to get Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and, yeah, jerk you know, people are going to forget about Marino, yeah. But I like guys that just walk away from the game, like a Joe Montana. I kind of want to sit around talking about other guys playing. That's class. I can't wait for the exciting Joe Flacco to play by play. <laughs> Joe know, Flacco's going to take this giant fucking contract. I'm trying not to fucking hurt your feelings here, but you could play Joe Flacco in the movie. <laughs> You and him have the same delivery. We gotta get you a Flacco jersey. No. Did uh, Popcorn go up and check on him? Popcorn? Did he? Pips? No, he was on his phone. Uh, <laughs> Make sure he doesn't go on his phone. There's one fucking phone he has to be on. The phone that the fucking listeners call into. Oh, I thought you wanted him to, to no, take that's pictures. No, fucking phone. No. So you don't want him taking pictures? I don't want him taking pictures or fucking making goddamn phone calls. It's a hell of a view, though. I know it's a nice view. You can do it after <laughs> 3 o'clock. Send popcorn and check on Fez. Just make, you know, tell, make sure he's all right. Send him. It's going right now. God damn it. I filtered excellence up on the iBang. Um, it just says MBA. Um, oh, be watching the Heat all fucking weekend. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be locked into the Heat. Tonight and Sunday, the next two games. 
This is fucking basketball time of year. It's great. Pro and and college. Uh, this Chuck uh, Polinick, uh short got uh, done. And I, is it on the internet where you can watch it? Yeah, it's on the internet. Yeah. I want to see that. Uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side, forty years out. Uh, Nick Cave is at Grand Central, doing something crazy. You ought to go down to that Hicks. I love Nick Cave. Dude, and I'm telling you, you better get down to that box gap before it leaves. Yeah, I have to. I have to be there. Maybe on Sunday. Maybe I'll take a nice Sunday and go. I heard that last week with you. You make up a lot of fucking lies. I, no, I have the best intentions, but li- li- last Sunday I was fucking all whacked out. All right, you're not drinking tonight, right? Going to a show, so I'm probably have a couple of cocktails. What show are you going to? Sally Ford and Sound Outside, playing the Bowery. You're crazy about this, right? Yeah, yeah. She's the my my favorite new artist in years. I love her. She's great. She's great live too. Oh, I don't know whether you heard this story, but remember the girl that you picked as your top five? It was your number one from oh, uh, uh, South by uh, Southwest. Emily Emily Bell. Yeah, I think it was Emily Bell. Called uh, Steve Leeds, her their manager. So happy about it and wanting to visit us when they come to New York. That's fucking funny. All right, I'm glad they're so happy. It's but great. Let's get Rob Cross on this. Maybe he can play him on XMU. Yeah. I'll let Cross. Well, he hasn't still hasn't answered any of these fucking memos. Yeah. So I'll I'll add one about Emily Bell. First of all, tell him to disregard the other memo, uh, um, memos. I was just overreacting. Okay. Disregard previous memos. And then just put let bygones be bygones. Let bygones. Um, then also in parentheses, okay. let's not act like you never fucked up and panicked before. I'm sure it's happened. Let's not act like you sure happened. Okay. P.S. Listen to Emily Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then get to the Emily Bell stuff. Yeah. Uh, somebody... Uh, sent me a thing of this chick Sophie Turner stunning little body I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this picture though maybe we should put it up we'll put it up under tell us who she is and what's going on here we can't be the one who researches everything uh, Darren you're on the run of Fed show hey Ronnie I was going to say if you get tired of all the basketball don't forget to root for the men's soccer team tonight on the ESPN, it's a big, important World Cup game. Who we playing? Uh, Costa Rica at 10 o'clock tonight. I'm locked into that. I will be watching, my friend. All right, root for USA. He, well, I don't know. You know, I was born in Costa Rica, so... What? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know you were... So you're not, even, you're not American, or...? No. This is fucking crazy. I'm a Rican. But Costa Rican. Uh. Before everyone starts inviting me to fucking braids. Why do the Costa Ricans ever have their own parade? Not enough of us. Just me and two other fellas. <laughs> and most of the time, we're always fighting. That's not good. Guy got along here. Well, you know what? That's not in our blood. We got Costa Rican pride. I fucking know a guy who moved down to Costa Rica and just started some weird internet company mm-hmm. overseas. That guy gets fucked up. It's fucking strange. Well, there's also great surf down there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And there's like a bunch of volcanoes. And, and an interesting dating life. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think there's many age laws down there. That's what I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying what I've, things I've heard. Not that I practice anything like that or have ever been to Costa Rica. I was down there. I was dating a baby for a couple of years. <laughs> what the fuck? 
it's very honorable. You, you know, we're taking our time. She's a toddler by the time you guys broke up. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stand it when she started talking. <laughs> when she started being able to tell on me. <laughs> That's always the worst. When they start fucking talking and they just ruin the whole fucking relationship. It's fucking terrible. I'm glad she was staying up later. <laughs> I can still, I can have a nice dating life and still have my night spray. <laughs> still have my night spray to do whatever I want. That's good. God. And then people get mad at you. These jokes get taken out of context and it comes out people thinking that you really think that way. Of course not. There's some things that aren't funny, like having sex with an infant. <laughs> Who has that thought in there? Now, here's the thing. Doing it isn't funny, but talking about it can be. Coming up with a scenario in which that would be possible, and that you then do have a sexual relationship with a baby. <laughs> you, that, I'm off that boat. You're on your own. <laughs> I didn't mean any of that, but I just said, and if you pull a band this part in. The sea got a little too rough for me. I'm staying on the beach. I saw you go out about 12 feet and then go underwater. <laughs> I hope Ronnie Spector comes back. Oh. Hey, man. Colby, Texas. You're on the Running Fest show. Hello? Yeah, buddy. Hey, uh, Northwestern State plays Florida tonight. They upset Iowa in 2006. I think they're going to upset Florida. I hope not. I got Florida going pretty far from me. It's not going to happen. And... No, right, I just got a guarantee from Eddie Ice that this he, will not happen. He didn't even take Oregon. What do you know? <laughs> but I said Oregon would win. Yeah, but but you didn't really believe it. I don't it know why didn't... I didn't take them. I meant to take them. Because you're spinning a lot of bullshit in here, <laughs> Matty Ice. That's why. You're just mad about Valpo. Yeah, I am. That was Fucking a good choice. Did the kid ever come back down from checking on Fez? No, I think he's taking some panoramic shots around the building. <laughs> <laughs> What a ball buster that Pips is. That fucking Pips, he's got your fucking number, man. You were Fuck. too goddamn easy for him on him. This shit. I want to get some of those shots, though, when he gets them in. They should be stunning. I, I, if, 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 if you should... Oh, my God. Look at that. That's 6th Avenue. Get in here. He was showing me an app earlier. He said, hey, look at this. Isn't this cool? And it was uh, like a short video. And it ends with a missile coming in and exploding, so it just adds action effects to a video. And it was uh -huh. just a window in the and building. And he's doing that during the fucking show. No, no, that was before the show. I don't want to see these now. You guys, I, you guys gotta keep a fucking focus on the phones and not off his, on his fucking phone, please. Always okay now. I'll be. I know, I might send another man out, but at a certain point, it gets scary. Because anything can happen to him. It's really like the beginning of a slasher film. We lost. Oh, I'll go down and check on him. <laughs> fucking severed heads rolling down the fucking <laughs> goddamn hallway. Call Fez again. See if he's seen him. <laughs> In between squirts, see if he's seen him. Poor Fez has been up there ass puking for an hour now. Oh my god! Yeah, wow, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing left inside his stomach. Or his head. <laughs> They're both empty. Maybe maybe uh, Popcorn got what Fez has. <laughs> and now he's 
shitting as well. Someone just came back. And they're both shitting together. Which one is it? Can't see. Popcorn's back. Oh, thank God. Popcorn, what happened? Uh, Fez is in and out of the bathroom. Uh, he uh, drank some ginger ale. He said it went right, right through him. Because I suggested he drink like something carbonated to settle his sum- stomach. <laughs> you're not a doctor. <laughs> just, advice popcorn. just because you're an intern doesn't mean you're a medical intern. No, but but you know ginger ale settles your stomach, right? Yes. Well, this goes to show you how so, crazy fucking Fez is. He's taking fucking popcorn. No, advice. he didn't. He didn't take my advice. Yeah, he fucked up. So I would have drank the ginger he's, ale. He said he's not coming down because there, there's an odor, and uh, he's in and out of the bathroom. So he said he doesn't want to disturb the show in more he ways than one. He hasn't disturbed the show in years. <laughs> um, Mike, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B, a million bucks. Yeah. Um, with with all your producers, uh, you know. Out of commission, you may have to call uh, call Liz that's fire and get her in to set this. Uh, oh, set I would take that please. in a second. Please, I'm on top of everything. That I seriously, somebody like her who's always thinking, always coming up with new fresh ideas. Oh, I'm, call me the fresh maker, Mentos. <laughs> All right, Mentos, could you do me a favor? <laughs> sure. Get a hold of Liz. No, I refuse. Um, we do got a break. Uh, when we get back, we'll try to get the Fez shit phone set up. Good. Um, I also want to get into a couple more things, including this uh, HBO is not going to probably go straight internet. It's a bypass. Good. How about this story? 48% of children born to unwed mothers. What? That seems crazy. 48%. Half of all the babies out there. Oh, and what I think is the most amazing thing. Now, are you... Twitter has this thing. I think it's called Vine. Yeah, Vine. It's like short six-second videos, I believe. Will Sasso has done this lemon video that it's better than most movies. Here, go put it up uh, on that one over there. Uh, you're familiar with Will Sasso? He did Mad TV. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is because I've never really seen him in a project that I was crazy about. But everything about this guy makes me laugh. Well, he was in Three uh, Stooges, right? The, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, he's just really, really funny. And these are six-second movies that he's doing right now. And they just seem to be obsessed with lemons. Let's check it out. Hand in. Try that again. Hand in. Homemade almond milk. Water, almonds, lemons. Lemons! This is fucking like that. Can I get a Will Sasso? Right, because I don't even know where Urbaniac lives. Make a left on Citrus Avenue. Pigeons. Citrus. Will can't make it. 
Which one? The TV show with Klugman and Randall? No, the movie with Matthew and Lemon. That's fucking great. They're hysterical. That's amazing. That's really fucking... It's the funniest shit ever. Insane. Will Sasso should be the biggest star in America. It's insane and fucking really funny. I don't know what his whole story is, but I wish I was his manager. Uh, it's Will Sasso Lemon is up on the iBang. It's really one of the funniest things ever. How can you... You would think to yourself, well, there can't be a six-second movie... That can make you laugh because most of the time we see four hours m movies that don't make us laugh. It's nice. It's in there. It's out there. It just fucking nails you in the fucking head. Is that you? Your summation is the <laughs> nails you in the head with a fucking lemon, some juice, sasso style. It's all right there. I mean, beginning, middle, and end. It's uh... six seconds. <laughs> and bringing the fucking funny. Maybe we need to get you drinking and slow you back down again. Seriously, if you stay sober, I think you're going to really be back at the top of your game. I'm not, I'm not going to have the fucking wild... Well, last week, at this time, I was fucking pissed drunk. Like, I yeah. did pounding fucking screwdriver, and I didn't stop. That was the best show you've ever done. Oh, careful. It was the first good show you've ever done. Jesus. I should be drinking every day, then. All right, Duke, Duke's down by 30. What? Oh, they're up by 20. Oh, Christ almighty. Oh, they're only up by 11. That's fucking roller coaster. Should be enough. Yeah, I'm not concerned about them. It's the Great Danes. That yellow fucking stockings that these idiots are wearing. Oh, that thing's funny, by the way. People are asking, "Where is it?" It's on the iBang. It's under Will Sasso Lemon. Go check it out. Uh, we'll break. Coming up a little later on in the show. Shane Carruth, the guy who did uh, Primer, and the new film Upstream Color, which is just pure madness. Can't wait to I see left it. there feeling like I was high. Jesus. I felt like I was hypnotized, actually. That sounds wild. I cannot wait to see like, it. Like, people were talk, trying to talk to me after, and I was, like, a little aggravated. Looking forward to it. I don't know. Did you like Primer? I did, yeah. I tried watching it once while doing something else. I couldn't do it, but I watched it again afterwards, and I loved it. But, you know, here's the thing about Primer. They did all that work, and they changed science and all. And the first thing they wanted was just money for it. You know what I mean? Like, Immediately. When it really comes down to it, people just do things for money. Yep. Well, and like, like in the, the first, like, when they first discovered, they're like, this can change everything. Da, 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 da. This, like, what, when they make the initial discovery of what this thing could right. do. But then when they make the box, just say, I call my hedge fund manager and figured out what made the most money that day. That was it. Just fucking cash again. Just fucking cash. Infinite money. But it turned into a nightmare. Well, you know, the, I don't want to give anything away. Why don't you get into some volunteer... Why? It's a nine-year-old movie. <laughs> when the, well, there's doubles. There's fucking all sorts of crazy shit going on. There's multiple versions of themselves doing things. It's fucking See, nuts. See, that was weirded me out. Like, who are you? Are you you from a couple hours ago, or are you you now? And I'm in some hotel... like. Timeline A me is in a fucking But just think hotel room. Even you for a couple hours ago, you have no fucking time for it. You just look at that like disgust you. This is you. 
In the present, yeah, right yeah. now, what I'm experiencing. But if you from the be- if you from the start of the show walked in here, you'd be like, "Get out! I don't even want to fucking see you. I want nothing to do with you." And this one plays a a lot with identity. I don't want to give too much away. Not that you could even give too much away because it's so weird. But what it comes down to you is like. Who are you, and why are you you? You know what I mean? That's fucking... That's deep. Like, you are really just, I guess, your experiences. That's the fucking weird thing about it. That's the sum of your whole, your personality, of your being. I guess. And if we took away your experiences, right? Yeah. Would you even want to do the same things now? Like, if we fucking cleaned you out, made you fresh. Yeah. A fresh start. Would you want to do radio? Would you want to hang out with Dave? You know I what I mean? Know. I don't know. I mean, And would you still be attracted to your chick? It would, it would be so fucking crazy. I guess it would depend on the first things that happened to me once I came out of that fucking this clean wipe of my brain or anyone. Those that, and the first people you run into, and the first people maybe that you trust, that's that would be would shape your fucking the rest of your fucking. Here's what's life. always weird to you. Like think back to a time like when you just first met your chick, and she was just like so so about you. You know what I mean? Like she was just like, all right, well I'm leaving. I see you guys around. Nice meeting you. And you're like, well, what the fuck was with her? Where was her fucking attitude at? Dating someone else and being all fucking weird about it. What was her problem? Yeah, it does. I mean, when you look back at it, you can't help but be a little disgusted by the lack of attention that you got. Like, what the fuck? That's nothing what this movie is about. It's just where I went with this, right? The movie, right, as weird as I just got, right? The pot talk? Yeah. Movie is like fucking miles further away in weirdness. There is so many weird things I even want to bring up to you. I got, I, I'm going to see the first chance I get. I cannot wait to see it. I, I can't tell you how much I love this guy as a filmmaker. And this sounds He's so got to be a fucking, uh, the strangest person in the world, though. It's weird because he like he started making films like out of nowhere. Like he decided I'm gonna make a movie, and then he made Primer, and then it's been nine years, and I've been waiting. From I've heard that he's been working on other projects, and now he's come out with this. There's no way I'm not seeing this movie. No way in hell. Well, here's the weird thing about him. Uh, this this m- movie reminds me of, and I can't even tell you why. But it seems like Talking Heads to me, right? The the fucking band Talking Heads, and then he, and there's no reason for it. But Shane Carruth reminds me of David Byrne. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though they they don't look alike, talk alike, and they're doing different things, yeah, it, they remind me exactly of each other. Mainly, I just mean it by I guess where your someone's head goes somewhere that. No, other people's heads don't go to. Like, there's no reason to make these fucking movies that he's making. There's no reason for it. But this is his vision. He needs to make them. Why? Why your movie's going to be so fucking weird and different from everybody else's? That's how he's wired. I mean, there's a, a lot of points in this film where there's no fucking talking. 
it's just soundtrack or <sighs> I can't even explain it man like you're getting the fucking story kind of download it through images into your mind now I'm blowing it out of proportion but I felt like and while that's happening you're having your own thoughts like yeah you know what I mean? That kind of reminds me of this. And all of a sudden, you're going away in your own ship for a second, you know? So, like, I didn't even feel like I was seeing the same movie of the people I was watching it with. Because it felt very like an individual experience. Like, it's not like you and I are going to get the same things out of images uh -huh. it, the same way we're listening to dialogue. That's fucking really... That sounds really weird. It's fucking weird, man. All right, um, and like when I was talking to G Baby about it the other day, he was like, "Well, it means this and this." I'm like, "Yeah, kind of. It does that. I mean, I got that point, but what does it mean beyond that? Yeah. You know, what is it saying about us?" All right, let's uh, let's break here. Uh, when we get back, we'll try to get Fez off the shit pot. See if we can't get him up and moving again. I hope he's okay. And good uh, news for your travels. Uh, we're all opened up with Saudi Arabia, and that's all a-okay. They're all our right. buddies now. Great. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit when we get back. It's the Ron Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Show. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. Your razor doesn't need a vibrating handle, a back scratcher, and ten blades. Seriously, have you noticed the price you pay for new razor blades? It's how much? What? How much do you pay? Oh, my God. Is that in pesos? And you're doing this every month for the rest of your life? This is your Dollar Shave Club moment. And it's time to join all of us who have discovered DollarShaveClub.com. Listen here. Here's what it's all the buzz is about. It's like found money. All us guys want is a great shave without shelling out 20 bucks a month after month after month. Dollar Shave Club is genius. You'd be crazy not to do it. You send them a couple of bucks a month and deliver amazing quality razor blades right to your door. You save a fortune. Plus, you always have fresh blades on hand. No more zombieing up your face with old blades because you can't afford or forgot to buy new ones. Join the rest of us and have a great shave and keep your cash at dollarshaveclub.com. 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 This land is your land.
Brian Jones. And the Dap Gangs. Um, the update on Fez is still on the toilet. Still just so shitty. I can't possibly be anything in his stomach anymore. So I'm, I'm guessing it's just fire coming out the butt. <laughs> and, you know. Why didn't you go into the medical field? <laughs> I mean, you seem like you know a lot about it. You know, everyone's had the shits. Everybody. It's true. Sometimes, you know, it just comes upon you. I don't think the new Pope has. Oh, that guy has one lung. Of course he's had the shits. <laughs> Does that matter? Yeah, yeah. He's sickly. That's disgusting. I only have one lung. It's weird. I know. I just want to punch him in the chest every time I see him. <laughs> What's on the other side? What's filling out the fucking thing? I think they just put up, like, they blow up, like, you know, like, um... In a in a package, they put those fucking peanut cards in. I think that they just put that in a bag. All right, you do know a lot about medical things, Bill, New Hampshire. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, Hicks's uh, live read was fantastic. It was very Frankie McDonald esque. What says what? Good. Well, Frankie McDonald's a great broadcaster. Who should be doing the live reads, uh, Pepper or Fez? Popcorn. Popcorn's taking pictures right now. He's got to get his priorities straight. I really want him to be a wartime photojournalist. That's my real <laughs> thing for him. I don't know if he'll be able to take the bullets going over. Get him to the front. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Poppy. Ah, Poppy. Oh, that's, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's exactly where you went with it. <laughs> I mean, down where I'm from in Costa Rica, that would be considered gay love. <laughs> uh... Here's another great video that's up. The uh, first-person film shot like uh, Mirror's Edge meets Reservoir Dogs. I don't know who made this. or I guess it's just a, uh, a kind of music video, but it's pretty fucking cool. It's ridiculous, this this music video, short film, whatever you want to call it. Also up on the iBang are more of George W. Bush's dog paintings. Oh, my God. I didn't even see this. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't seen this. Oh, my God. They're fucking... What? <laughs> All right. There's... Oh, there's a cat, too. Yeah. He's expanding. And a weird cross. That one's weird. Yeah, I don't get that whole thing. It's a weird little shrine type thing. Yeah. I like the cat in the plant. And I like the two dogs. And... You... The only thing that's really bad are those fucking seashells. I don't know if they're rocks or seashells. I thought it was raw steak. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to flunk them on that. The rest of them are fantastic, though. I didn't know we were so big in animals. We're going to be putting up a picture later that these people have done of George Bush just made out of assholes. <laughs> oh, God. It's simply one of the most interesting pictures I've ever seen in my life. Um, they just took close-up pictures of puckered assholes? Yeah. yeah. Puckered and, I think, some unpuckered. Oh, gaping? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that up on the iBank as soon as we can. Can't be healthy to gape an asshole. You know so much about health and, and <laughs> medical stuff. I'm glad it's finally coming out today. I've had all this stuff in my back pocket. I never had a reason to use it until now. Seems like you know a lot when it comes to this. Um... Let's go over here to Jim in New Mexico. He wants to comment hey on the medical diagnosis that Pepper has been spouting. Yeah, so there was a 
I can't remember the guy that was on the show, but it was uh, man versus food, and occasionally they'd have some somebody eating something super hot, and so they were going to have this guy eat a pizza with habanero peppers and all kinds of stuff on it. So before he eats it, they ask him, uh, have you ever participated in a hot sauce contest or something? And he said, yeah. And he said, what was the result of that? And Pepper, this is where... This is where you could learn just a little bit more. Your diagnosis is really close. He said he made hot red crayons for three days. I think that's probably where Fez is at. Oh, that's not a pleasant image. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's blood. Why wouldn't there be? Well, I'm worried he's going to bleed out then. He's got to make sure the blood doesn't get too dark. Because that, that's internal bleeding, right? I think so, yeah. The, the darker the blood, the worse the wound. So when you ship bright red blood, you're happy? <laughs> I'm like, like hey, I am so healthy. Th- nothing's really <laughs> wrong here. Except the blood's coming out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only downside <laughs> and I don't to what's know going on. Better ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let my mind self-heal. I really believe in self-healing. When it comes to myself or any car I have, I'll just keep driving it around till it sounds better, <laughs> till that clicking goes away. It'll work itself out, right? Ever done this? Like you hear like some kind of ticking in your car, and you think I better blast the fucking radio. There it is, all taken care of. <laughs> you know that's fucking bad. That metal on metal. You're fucking driving. You're like, well, maybe I'll speed up. Oh, fucking rocker arms just smacking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, right, here we go, Van Halen. That'll do away with it. Fucking people know it's you driving up like two blocks away. They can hear your fucking click coming. Here he comes. All right, there's the uh, wow picture of George W. Bush done completely in assholes. Now, the worst thing is it looks like him. And the second thing is, why be mean to a guy who just paints pictures of dogs? <laughs> this isn't the old President Bush. This is the nice guy who paints pictures of dogs, Bush. He can't get away from that President thing. It's going to follow him around for a while. Look, I just want to make something. The guy doesn't paint a dog's bush. <laughs> he... Paints dogs, and then the a dog's bush is just fur, <laughs> right? So you know anyone who paints a dog is going to fucking technically paint a dog's uh, bush. Laura, you think I did a good job getting the bush done? <laughs> now these massive amounts of assholes, and then you can see it. You can make it larger and larger until you can see each actual asshole. Oh, oh I'm going to zoom in. <laughs> yeah, zoom in as big as you can. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of assholes. Well, you can't do it with just three assholes. See, I'm disturbed by the ones that are a little prolapsed. <laughs> Those are the ones that kind That's of... That's why you shouldn't push. I've told you time and time again, wait for it. <laughs> you push, you get a heart attack like poor Elvis. Rock it out. Or you could actually end up with a fucking Audi asshole. Oh. It's kind of nauseating. Well, let's not, you know, judge people. The eyeballs are the really dark assholes. I worry about those folks. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's good work, though. I mean, this is fucking. This is artwork. I believe, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe that was Popcorn who did that. Wow, <laughs> Popcorn! I hope you weren't doing it in fucking Showtime. Now, Fez's asshole would be new, uh, done just for where his nose is running. Oh. 
because Fez is having those problems today. He is in bad shape. Poor Fez, he's either shitting or talking shit. Well, he started with the no one should ever put a dog down no matter what. They're our friends. That somehow we should just have these giant amounts of living dogs. Well, we gotta do is start fucking, you know, taking these dogs' ability to reproduce away. I guess it's spayed and neuter, right? Mm-hmm. No. I could do without them. They're just going to die on you anyway and make you feel sad. Yeah, but it's, it feels years of happiness. I know, but try this, because I know you're not like a dog lover, right? Yeah. You ever, like, your dog ever died and you look over and there's his old toys and his fucking bowl and stuff? Oh, Jesus. That's like asking someone to gut you. That seems pretty fucked up, actually. I don't like anything that fucking deals with sensitivity for me. I like to stay away from it. I, I don't want anything to. I don't want anything to affect my robot heart. <laughs> Nothing. Come on. You gotta have some sort of fucking feeling. No, any feeling I have just feels like pain to me, like like there's acid being poured onto my heart. Even like, that's what love feels like to me. <laughs> like someone has lit my, lit my heart on fire. All right, that that that, that might just be heartburn. Maybe I have a private set in the morning, and maybe I'll be able to feel motion. Mm. We just gotta watch this fucking White Boy Wednesday game. Fucking these TVs suck. I know, I wanna see that game too. They're down by four right now. Uh, at about halftime. I wanna see him taunt the other team. Barry just takes his dick out. Mark Adam losing this opening game. Where yeah, were you me at? Too. Me too. I picked him. He is he is one for eleven right now from the field. Okay, he's due. <laughs> What a shit-talking bum. Yeah, when you're 1 for 11 and your team's only fucking, what, 4 down? You get hot, the game's over. I feel good about it. Old Miss, they're on their way. I think I took Wisconsin in this game. Yeah, me too. Well, aren't we on Wisconsin. Uh, why don't you guys fucking lay down next to each other and watch the game <laughs> in bed? <laughs> oh, our team's playing, Maddie. <laughs> I hope we win. You'd be a great guy. <laughs> Are we going antiquing tomorrow? Right? That's what they do. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> fucking get into stereotyping and attacking we're gonna people. Have, then we're going to fuck each other with our <laughs> cocks afterwards. Give me another fez buzz, would you, Pips? Hit him sure. up. This is going on for a couple hours now. Like his, his small intestine should have By fallen. the way, when the Bush thing... Uh, extra fucking points if you can come up with which one of those is Fez's asshole. It's in there. It's somewhere in that fucking picture. If you get it and circle it on your computer, <laughs> you'll get an extra five bonus points. Uh, meme contest, by the way, is going to continue through the weekend. And then Monday we'll put those up. And they're actually just scream fucking funny. Well, so goddamn mean. <laughs> the meme contests are so fucking funny. They should be called a mean contest. <laughs> We're going to check on Assy Watley and see how he's doing. I don't imagine... Um, Eventually, he just has to just, his body just can't be able to shit anymore. I didn't want to say this. I mean, you listen to other radio shows, and they just don't have the problems that Fez has. 
You just don't run into people with these kind of problems. It's totally unique. There's no, nothing else. This is, this and is... uncalled for. <laughs> I mean, I talk about my burnout, and it's got to be it's got to be a major part of it. He, he just has so many things wrong. <laughs> If I told you how good he was, you'd never believe me. He used to fucking crack me up every day. Now it's like, if he ain't shitting, he's fucking panicking. The shitting is one of the more creative things he's come up to within years. Maybe if we made this like a shit-friendly room, he wouldn't be panicking. Maybe he's a hitman who's been... Slowly murdering me. All right, we got him. Shittles. It's me. It's Shittles. We bother you? No, no. It's I. I. I don't know where this came on. My stomach is having its own March Madness. It's uh. Right, it's a good I, line you wrote. Um, are you I've able to come back to work lines. or? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, you're on with us, Fez. Fez? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's cutting in and out up here. Um, and at this point, my ass basically has the dry heave. But I'm afraid to go home or I'm afraid to go to the doctor because I'm not going to get there in time without crapping myself. Do we have any adult diapers left from that time when you were in a giant baby? Years ago, they might still be up there. What else were we using for? Right uh, now, I've got about a half a roll of toilet paper stuffed in my ass crack, so I don't have an accident. Oh God, it's disgusting. <laughs> I'd rather not even know this. You want Rob to come up and sit with you? Um, no, because I'm a little embarrassed. Because there's like, well, I've uh, completely. Uh, polluted uh, men's room up here and I use this one because it's a little less busy and I, there's kind of like a smell on me now I can I can smell it like old poop so you won't be back to the show today um it's as I'll come down as soon as I feel like it's safe 305 hopefully before then as soon as I find out it's safe that there's not any live mics Or chance of my crapping myself in the studio. All right. All right, Fez. All right, I'll be down as soon as I can. <laughs> Adrian, you're on right, Fez. Yo, know, Pepper, I love you, but I think when you were talking about uh, dogs, you said spade and neuter? Yes, yeah, spade and neuter. No, spay. Not spade. Yeah, bullshit. Ah! No, you, you got your he dog. made an ass out of you. Bullshit. It's fucking past tense, dick. You spade Rewind that. that rewind something. that. That wasn't past tense the way you said it. Spade and neuter. What, what, how else is that? How, what else could it fucking sound like? Spay. They need to be spay. S Not spade. spade. You sp I spade my dog? Doesn't make any yeah, fucking past, sense. Past tense. Past tense. <sighs> I think I'm right, and I know you're fucking wrong. <laughs> All right. I'm probably wrong. 
Here's the thing. <laughs> I turned him. Pepper. Yeah. The listeners think you're a jerk-off. I think they're jerk-offs then. So we have a great fucking relationship going on. Contentious, to say the least. Coming up a little bit, we'll be talking to really a brilliant filmmaker, Shane Carruth. Um, but, you know, doesn't it seem like days ago that we had the chance to uh, talk to Ronnie Spector? Fez has made everything so fucking weird. I, I, what, are we in the fucking Elite Eight already in the goddamn March Madness? What's happening? Am I fucking shot forward through time? That's the World Series. What? Who's in it? Phils. They're playing the Phils. <laughs> uh, they expanded to both fucking... Well, they're playing Redding. They're playing the Redding films. I thought that might happen this year. God knows no chance the Yankees are going. That's a fucking goddamn... It's a mess. Rain wreck. It's kind of fun, though, to just see it all fall apart. You know, now that the old man's dead, who knows whether you guys will ever get back there again. Yeah. Those two fucking sons. It's time to rebuild. Fucking weirdo. The other one is just doesn't want anything to do with anything. Tweedle dumb and tweedle stupid. <laughs> Not confident. Not at all. Rich dicks. <laughs> dicks. Dick. But rich. You ever wonder what it'd be like just to be like fall into that kind of money, just be born into it? I'd have to. I would probably be a giant asshole. Oh, I know I would be. <laughs> I would just just fucking be a total piece of shit. Just real, like even more obnoxious than I am now. Just really over the top. Fucking. You with money? Oh my god, <laughs> unbearable. And just pissing through it, obviously. Yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> I think the only thing that kept me from dying was not having an unlimited amount of money. Can you imagine just walking around with a fucking garden hose in your nose? Just never running out. God damn it. Um, here's uh, Dennis. You're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, guys. Hey, you were right about spade. That's past tense, but the, the problem is you're an idiot for saying and. You can't spay and neuter. Your dog or cat doesn't have a ball and a vagina. It's spayed or neutered. Listen to what I fucking said. I said, get your animals spayed and neutered. And, yeah, he said you got to say or. or. It's fine. You know what I meant. I didn't. Really? I'm like, to the same animal? Just make sure their fucking dicks and pussies don't work. They have another <laughs> fucking I've never seen a, a, a hermaphroditic dog before. You're a hermaphroditic <laughs> dog. And you get fucked by multiple other dogs. All right, stop it. <laughs> If I had one male dog, one female, I would say I got my pets spayed and neutered. All I right. would say I got them spayed and ne or neutered. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. God, fuck. <laughs> one or the other, that's it. Oh, I'd also say this. I shot my fucking pets. They're so <laughs> loud. Mm. Duke's fucking dominating. They're up by nine. I love it. Yeah, well, I would not even call that dominating. They should be up by more than that. They're destroying this fucking. Not really. There were two forty-five point wins last night. Nine is really not much at all. <laughs> Listen, those you are asshole. Those are flukes. What's with the yellow shoes though? They're fucking embarrassing. Here's a tray. 
So, Got it within six. Here they come. Here they come, you jinxing motherfucker. You jinx Like, how can I have so much loss in my fucking life? There can't like I fucking fantasize. Like, what if just if they fucking Stop. won? Why would it just, why couldn't it just go the other fucking way? You're making me lose oxygen. I'm not getting enough oxygen it's when I laugh at your fucking bad luck. Not possible to have fucking luck this bad. It's ten point lead, it'll be fine. Thank you. Thanks for the research. Don't worry about Resurgence. it. Resurgence. <laughs> Jesus. Vito, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Ronnie B. Yeah. Imaginary big ass card holder number one. Oh. What can we do hey, for uh, you, bud? A friend of mine's MMA fighter took up some massive hits in the gut, started shitting blood after the fights, and they said they had a, uh, a tear in his intestine. They had to go up through his ass and put staples in his intestine. Through the backside. Yeah. That that was Fez's problem. You think he's been fighting? <clears throat> I don't know what he's been doing. Pepper, you're the shit. Well, he's the shit that drops out of Fez. <laughs> oh, that's fucking weird. Dave will actually want to talk to you uh, in the sales office after the show. Oh, yeah? They say he's fucked up some kind of live read and it sounded ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Fez can't do live reads because he's shitting. So I had to fucking step up here and jump in. What if my lifetime ban was uh, fucking lifted? That'd be awesome. Why would you bring up rape during a commercial? <laughs> Rape's a part of life. I said life. what I was trying to do was bring more attention to the product. And if he's not back, I got another one coming. Oh, no, Jesus no, Christ. And it ain't for fucking razors, I'll tell you that much. What's it for? This is 40, the new Judd Apatow film. Oh. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it yet. It's on the on demand. Well, if you like the 40-year-old virgin knocked up, you'll love This is 40. It's the latest hit comedy from Judd Apatow. This is 40 looks in on the lives of Pete and Debbie, played by Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann, a few years after the events have knocked up. After years of marriage, the couple struggles to balance romance, careers, their own aging parents, and their now teenage and eight-year-old daughters, all while trying to figure out how to enjoy the rest of their lives. This is 40 features an all-star cast, including John Lithgow, Megan Fox, Jason Siegel, Melissa McCarthy, Lena Dunham, Graham Parker, and Albert Brooks. This is 40 is an honest, candid, and heartwarming comedy about the challenges and rewards of marriage and parenthood in the modern age. This is 40 takes us through Pete and Debbie's milestone meltdown as they each turn 40 while trying to navigate sex, romance, career triumphs, financial hardships, and everyday life. This is 40 is a very funny movie. Own it now with digital download or watch it anytime with Movies on Demand 28 days before Netflix or Redbox. This uh, is 40. Now you just finally got around to answering my question. I can watch it on demand this weekend. Yes, you can. Why didn't you just say that? Well, I thought, you know, I wanted to give you a couple details. I'll be watching it. This is 40 by you too. How long to sing this song? Oh, hell yeah. Um, Adam, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey. Uh, good question, question for shit break. You know, um, I got type 2 diabetes, and then my sugar got way too high one day, so I tried to cover it up by taking a lot more of my metformin, and I looked it up, and the next day I'm shitting like a goose. So I'm just wondering if Fez let her sugar get too high, then try to take too much, too much medication, and that's why he's shitting all over the place. Maybe he ate some of those cream pies. Dave? Cream pies, cream pots. 
<laughs> Did he have cream puffs? Did he say? Yeah, yeah, after the show. Yeah, he had some cream puffs. So that might have fucked the sugar all up. He waits till the fucking food is ruined. Strange. Not get in there. The other thing he could have got the shits from is bad razors. I doubt that highly. I, th- I, I. There's, there, there, there is no reason that razors should be brought into his shitty problems. Trust me. Maybe he needs to go to the um, Dollar Razors. DollarShaveClub.com. Yeah, instead of the old razors he's been using. Oh yeah, those things like zombied up his face. Yeah, garbage. He's got to go to fucking DollarShaveClub.com to get all the great razors and the great deals. Uh, Thomas, in Kansas, you're on Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. You know, I copyrighted your idea for this self-warming Judd Apatow, and it flopped horribly. What was it? John and Georgia, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, there, Ron. Hey, yeah. uh, how are we supposed to know when Fez comes back from the bathroom? Not like he says something, so we know he's there. Mm. If you hear somebody moan in the corner, that they're locked up and so sorry. I'm sorry. He should never say sorry ever again. I don't know why he even says it once. Well, he's already said it a bunch of times, but like from now on, like never say it ever again. Mm. He should just say jizz time instead. Take a fucking line from Frank Watson. For a change. It's like Fez, what happened to that live read? Just yell jizz time at us. <laughs> Shane Carruth is coming up. Uh, you know him from, uh, well, some people consider one of the finest debut films that an independent filmmaker has ever watched, it, never made. Primer, totally independent, and then won the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance that year. Um, and if you thought that that film was strange, this one's even further out there. Upstream Color uh, premieres at the IFC Center in New York City this weekend. And it's well, next, no, not this next weekend. Week. Next weekend, April fifth. Matter of fact, there's a sneak peek the night before April fourth, and Shane is going to be at some of the screenings for Q and A's. Comes out video on demand, iTunes and Amazon Tuesday, May seventh. Uh, you can go to upstreamcolor.com to check it out. It's the uh, it's a wild ride. It's an absolute wild ride. I'm going to be there. I'm 100% watching it. I have to. Be there for when he does the Q&A. I think, I think I'm going to go for a Q&A. So he's all prepped and ready? He's good to go, yeah. All right. Uh, the film is upstream color, and uh, as I said, it's a wild one. I'm going to try to give nothing away during this, because I, I wouldn't want to know anything going into it. Some people might want to know a lot. I think maybe if you go over to the website, you'll be able to do it. But I don't like to do the spoilers. I'm going in totally. He's really one of our brilliant uh, filmmakers. Um, let's bring him in. Shane Carruth.
Well, this music alone has put me right back into the same head as after seeing Upstream Color, and I just wandered out through the city of New York trying to put it all together. Uh, Shane, good to see you, my oh, friend. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, you what a uh, strange place seeing this film will uh, put you into. I honestly believe like it was somewhat was, was speaking more to my subconscious than to actually even my conscious mind. Is that done for a reason with some of your films? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, especially this one. Um, I mean, so much of the film is about um, personal narratives and, and how they come to be and how they define us and what happens if they were stripped away. Um, I mean, it's an exploration of that. So um, the film itself starts off one way, sort of explaining the mechanics of the, the story in that world, but quickly gets into a much more subjective experience. And so everything about the film, from the cinematography to the music to um, to uh, to the performances to, I mean, just a lot of other elements are there to hopefully deliver a sort of POV subjective experience. Not not technically POV, mm -hmm. but um, everything about it is from the characters. Um, in the character's mindset. For the most part. Now, you know, going into this, that you're making movies different from the way we think of movies. Uh, you're purposefully doing that. So you know that you're going to create a certain amount of confusion in either critics or viewers. And that is one of the responses, I guess, that you're looking for. Well, it's, it's certainly not something I'm looking for, but it's something that I, I do expect. I, mm -hmm. mean, I knew it would be somewhat divisive because I think... I mean, look, I can spin this the way that I, I would like it to sound, but I do really think this is true, that um, it the film has a different ambition than typical, and so that is necessarily going to be divisive. Um, there's going to be some people that key into what it's doing immediately, and they'll judge it based on that. They'll either think it's good or bad based on, you know, that, that, that assessment. Other people, um, you know, if I haven't prepared them properly, then they're going to have a different expectation of what this movie is, and to be honest, if... If 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 we're not lined up, it, it, I imagine it could be a confusing experience. Um, so, uh, but I think that's just part of it. And it's what's been really wonderful about um, uh, having it come out. You know, it came out at Sundance and it's played a few festivals, and we've been doing these awareness screenings. Um, is that I believe it's the beginning of a conversation where we're eventually going to get to the point where no one's going to randomly see this movie and not know what they're in for. Most people that, that seek it out or go to it are going to know that um, there's something else on its mind and, and we'll be prepared for that. Well, and that's, you're actually out doing some Q and A's in New York uh, when it opens on April 5th and there's going to be a sneak peek uh, on April 4th at the IFC uh, center also coming out on video on demand. I remember with Primer, a lot of people said that they really enjoyed it with the director's cut. But I do think, like, I had no problem not knowing what it was about before I went to see it. And I had no problem at all taking that ride uh, yeah. along with it. But I think it's going to be up to what are most people like. Do, are they... Are they the type of people that if you go to someone else's religious ceremony and it's different than yours, you're thrown off? Or if you happen to take a drug, do you try to fight it or ride the snake and go the whole way? Yeah. Uh, I do think there's certain amounts of that that if you surrender to that and let it come along, Unlike a lot of narrative films that you see, there's a lot of other thoughts that'll come up in your own head. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. No. Well, and the one thing I would say about that is it, this absolutely is a narrative. You know, we, we're I've spent a lot of time, and maybe we're spending a lot of time talking about the um, like the more esoteric qualities right. of it. But it really is a story, um, and nobody walks out of this thing not having known roughly what the story is. Like even the reviews that 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 say that it might be a little bit too obscure, they they still list out the plot beat by beat, and 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 they get it. Um, it's it's more what I think is is is. The film is telegraphing that it's it's exploring something pretty heady. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that's not all summed up at the end, I think there can be this feeling of oh, I, I didn't you know I'm I'm looking at the end credits and yet I don't know everything about this movie yet. Um, and and you know that's part of what the film's aspiring to do is to be something that hopefully is compelling enough that it's worth. Um, you know, thinking about and maybe revisiting to to get to every little last nuance that's in it. Um, well, I guess what I'm talking about is that we keep saying that film is such a visual medium, and yet yeah. when en- anyone uses visuals, exactly, uh, then everyone gets thrown off, and you realize that after so many years. Still, it's dialogue. Most of the films that we've yep. seen are very dialogue-driven. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Is I think so. I mean, you know, a film I believe has uh, has not reached its height of of what it's capable of. Um, I think for the most part, most of film has been a book that you can watch. Um, mm-hmm. And we've got a lot of elements to play with here with film. We've got um, music and sound and um, and visuals and 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 all sorts of other things. And we can, I think, we can take that further. And you couldn't say that a, a sculpture is a better version of a painting. So you, you, I don't think we can have films just being books. Films can uh, aspire to something potentially different in some new direction. And that's what this is trying to do. At what point of your uh, career did you decide that? Did you decide? I'm going to try to push the medium itself a little further on. Wow, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I because it wasn't con- it wasn't conscious. It was just um, I, I I believe that you can only you can only make something for um, for the audience member that you are. Like I, right. I don't know how to make something. For, I don't know how to make a romantic comedy for for 18 year old women. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to make a kids program. But I do know how to. I hope make something that I would really key into if I was an audience member. And so this is where I'm going. You know, when I'm um, uh, when I'm spending my time, you know, w- looking at uh, French New Wave and, and really getting immersed in that and trying to get educated. Not trying to get educated. That's not even the. It's not trying to do anything. It's just happening because you want it. Um, this is where that's led me. I mm-hmm. want to. Uh, this is what I would want to see. I want to. Um, yeah. Well, when we just sit around and talk about dialogue-driven, uh, the way we are with film, and it's so dialogue-driven, you brought up a great thing. When you're watching a foreign film, you're not going to capture every single word of it. And it's at a certain point, your brain finds that's okay. And you just start picking up on a lot of feelings. You're catching words here and there, but most of the time, you're picking up the feeling Mm -hmm. of the film. And I think that's what you were talking about, letting visuals, letting sound, letting music go to that. And the the, the point I was making is that will bring things out of each individual Mm. in the audience. So it isn't a matter of this made me laugh or this didn't. Sometimes it's almost like sense memory if you let yourself go with it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with with a film that 
has so much to do with sense memory. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I've started to think about it like an album that you put on. Like nobody puts on an album and listens to it once and then thinks they, they, they know everything they're ever going to know about whether they like this or not. Yeah. They put it on, you get a sense of it. Um, and then if it, if it was a positive experience, you put it on again. And before long, weeks later, whatever, you've so well internalized that music that you know every, every last crook and cranny about it that, that you liked. And so my hope is that narrative can potentially do something close to that. Um, that if I don't waste a second of the audience's time and I try to stay as compelling as I can be uh, moment by moment, that maybe I can pack it full of, um, you know, really dense material as far as exploration goes. Um, and uh, maybe there's a, there's a way to, to, to have a film that's not just one experienced, you know, one time in a year. Yeah. And the difference, I think, with an album is you may or may not be ready for for that album when it happens. I've been a Bowie fan oh, for yeah. a long time. So when people go, what do you think of the new Bowie? I'm like, it's going to take me a long time because I'm still shaking the old Bowie away. I'm still almost disappointed that he's made some changes. And a lot of times I'll go back and go, where were, you know, where's my head? This album is great. Right. And it was such a disappointment to me when it came out. Yeah. But it really has to do more about me. Yeah. You know, um, and you talk about, well, Identity plays a very big part of this, and that got my head spinning on this, because how do we know the people we like, the things we like, all that stuff is not a moment-by-moment decision. It's this pile that we find ourselves sitting on in that moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just that, that sheer... The subjectivity of everybody's experience is, I mean, is, is, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I find that like really haunting that the idea that, that, I mean, it, 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 it covers everything. It covers, uh, how can, how much control you are in with, with the choices you make and then how much control you're in with the things that seem to be affecting you and whether they're happening, you know, uh, because of your frame of mind or your belief system or, or what, uh, it really is trying to explore the whole, the whole gamut of, of personal, uh, narrative. And some of these people that, more or less get a fresh start because I don't want to give too much of the way, but they give a a fresh start. How much are they like what they would have been before? You know? Yeah, that's really interesting because I think what what I'm curious about is whether they were like anything or whether what they were before really was substantial in any way or whether it, you know, it didn't matter. I'm, I'm really curious about whether behavior dictates identity or whether it's the other way around. And I, I don't, I mean, I'm not smart enough to know I'm only smart enough or (laughs) diligent enough to talk about the question in a really exploratory way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's almost like when you talk to people who believe in, uh, that we, our souls come back here and, oh, this is all learning process and this. But, th- but immediately I go to, but if I don't remember me, what good is it to yeah. me? It's exactly the same as if there was, you know, an atheist view of it's over. Because without holding on to what? The memories I had during this life, that's all that's really, you know, precious yeah. to me at this point. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's why, you know, the, the story has some some uh, romantic elements to it mainly because when i reached what you just said in this sort of thought experiment when i was writing and realized how um devastating it is to have that stripped away and 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 to 
um, to not to uh, to not be defined well and have to make up your own definition based on wrong information, that just seems horrifying. And I think that's what led to it being uh, attempting to be romantic because I just think there's so much uh, romantic promise when people are just broken to their core and there isn't anything left. Um, yeah, those kind of um, Bowery. Uh, things that you know Bukowski would write about or Tom Waits would write about where the the purity of that kind of love they've just got nothing else yeah everything else has been broken away yep. and they hold on to this one thing yeah um well we again to try to describe this because in some ways it's you know a heist film in some ways it's a love film uh, i i would agree that there's horror aspects to this as all as well as science fiction so when you're doing this uh and deciding to put it together and bring everybody into your vision how much do you have to talk everyone else through this what's that experience life um on this one everybody was incredibly generous and uh I was really surprised by how what we were doing that no one seemed to be asking me why are we doing this. I, I more times than not, you know, I'd be on camera and we're you know shooting a pig or, or uh, <laughs> you know you, some of the other weird stuff that happens with pigs, and um, and I'm just like looking around like nobody's stopping me from this. We're just going to keep doing this. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, luckily, I think everybody everybody got that. Even though there are, if, if you were to describe this thing on paper. It, it would it would seem really strange. I think everybody involved understood that this is bigger than that. It's we're 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 doing some some more lofty or some loftier things than just the mechanics of a weird life cycle. Well, it's also of course about connection. Whether we know those connections are there or not, and do you have some beliefs that uh, that there are ways that we're connected that we still can't figure out through science or um, even religion at this point, I think it's it's the um, it's the fact that I'm constantly questioning it that led to this. So right. I, I I mean I, you know I only know the same things that that everybody else know, and I, I haven't formulated. I don't know. I feel like you have to have some plurality of thought. Um, that there are so many mysterious things going on in the world that I couldn't I couldn't use one belief system to explain all of them uh and if if we could and if it worked and if it was bulletproof then everybody would believe the exact same thing so mm -hmm. no i don't i don't know i don't have any solid feeling um i just know the question's interesting and you love the question i do yeah and which in a lot of ways seems to be the exact opposite of religion or even philosophy where people go i need to immediately get to answers and i'd like to have my answers fast and then i'd like to, to go back to my life yeah but if you can fall in love with the <laughs> questions if you can fall in love to, to with the mysteries yeah it changes your life amazingly yeah i think well that's so yeah that's so interesting to hear you put that that way because that that's I, I, I yeah that's exactly right um or that's how i feel anyways yeah so what do you think keeps us as a people from doing that, you know? <laughs> uh, because you'd have to think that ancient people were at least staring into the sky yeah. uh, a little more open about not knowing what they were looking at, you know? I mean, I can I can guess. I'm certainly not smart enough to know, but uh, mm -hmm. 
my guess would be that one of the the most basic things that we do is find patterns and solve them. If if two events happen close to each other, we think they're somehow related, and we we try to make them related. We try to find some pattern, and we come up with you know sometimes it's superstition, sometimes it's a whole school of uh, of science that turns out to be wrong two hundred years after it's sure. invented. Um, and I think that's just that's that's part of our survival nature is how do I solve how do I connect this how do I how do I you know get to a point where there is an answer I mean, so maybe all I'm really saying is that it's innate it's just we need to we need to solve something and then yeah I guess get on the hunting and gathering <laughs> yeah as long as we can feel some sense of solving then we can put it away and get back to other things well it feels scary to not have it solved it feels scary to be bombarded with information and not know how it's all related sure and you know maybe the further educated we get maybe it's becoming easier and easier to say okay well maybe i don't know that or we don't know that but we will eventually we're just gonna we're eventually gonna figure that out but i imagine in in the past uh uh and 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 now sometimes is that um it just it's too frightening it's too frightening to say that that's impossible to solve yeah yeah and i do think that's the the one of the things oddly enough that that brings us together is believing that we have certain answers that we go even if we think we're lying to ourselves because yeah. it feels you know i remember when it was when i was a kid and it was the catholic ritual i remember thinking at certain times this feels good being yeah. a catholic going through this with other catholics yeah. and i'm here with the catholics and we would look out and those other people weren't catholics and the, as a little kid, that's one of the first things that you would feel is a sense of belonging. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like high school football teams. Um, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's way. That's why I used to feel like I used to wonder, like in high school, why are we doing this? Why do we hate these other this other team here? And you would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would hate them so bad sometimes that you would want to go over and destroy their property. Yeah, and it was just a sense of to belong to something. Yep. You know. Um, and I think we also go through that with film, whether we believe it or not. That a lot of times we want to laugh at the same moment that the other people laugh at or yell at the same moment. And we repeat these patterns, I think, mm -hmm. with a lot of our movies. Uh, summer movies look like summer movies now. Yeah. And then the winter, more serious films look like the other winter, more right. serious films. Right. Uh, and then you come along and you've made uh, a couple films that are tough for people to figure out and it breaks the pattern. And depending on how people feel about it, they're either going to really like this or feel like, I don't know, I think Shane's making fun of us right now. I can see that. And that's the thing is I hope, I hope, I, I don't know. Yeah. The, part of my job as a storyteller is to instill confidence in the viewer like somewhere in the film i need to have raised a question and then answered it satisfactorily so that they can know that there's even a reason to um meet challenges or meet questions that that might arise um so you know if i haven't done that then that's that's a failing on my part but um i hope that i have in in this film i, I think i think that it i think that it works in that way well i can tell you one of the things that i actually wanted to do when your film was over was seeing it again um to see it again knowing the thing is so before i go to any of your q a's they certainly didn't want to get <laughs> um specific today because i really want the experience of playing along with that yeah. i think that is 
part of the fun of what you're doing. That's one of the one of the things I say a lot in the Q and A's is that the last person in the world that should be talking at that moment is me. Like the right. the last thing that anybody should be doing, sixty seconds after the credits roll, is talking to an author about what they just saw. Um, right. Because all it's going to do is. Uh, I mean, it's 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 like uh, it's like someone telling you a joke, and instead of laughing, you say, well, "Okay, well, why was that funny? <laughs> why was it, that funny?" It doesn't really matter why it was funny <laughs> if you didn't laugh. Um, that just means the joke it didn't work. Uh, it's upstreamcolor.com uh, to check out where this is playing. It's going to come out on video on demand, iTunes and Amazon.com Tuesday, May seventh. Now you can see it in New York City. Uh, at the IFC Center, which is always a great place to go and hang out. Sneak on the April 4th, and then opens April 5th, and you'll be doing some Q&A during the weekend. Nine oh, years between these two films. Yeah. Was the next one going to come to us a little sooner? Much or? sooner, much sooner. I'm finishing the script now and hope to be shooting you know, by end of summer. Shane, pleasure to have you come in here. Thank you so much. Really, really enjoyed it. And make sure I see you the next time coming through. Absolutely. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's Opie and Anthony channel. More in moments. One hundred days.
It's around the Fez show. That's the artist of the day, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, all up on the iBang today. Chris Stanley, uh, during the break there, you and I were uh, talking a little bit about the theater across from us has young girls waiting outside, feverishly excited. And you were telling me they're not there to see a guy come out. They're there to see a girl. Young uh, Amelia Clark, who plays Daenerys Targaryen on Game of Thrones. She's Holly Golightly in the revival of Breakfast at Tiffany's across the street. All right. Uh, what does she look like? I'll bring her up right here. She's uh, big on the Game of Thrones? She's, she's a, yeah, she's one of the main, main, main characters. Out of a huge cast, she's one of the main characters, yes. Um. And no one likes this show, and no one cares about it? Oh, no, no. I love it. Plenty of people... You just like it, or you love it? Love it. I love Game of Thrones. That's weird, because I have friends at HBO... Yeah. ...who have given me the first few episodes oh, for the new season. Can I see it? First four. Can I, can I, get, can I get a piece? Uh-uh. Why not? Your attitude. <laughs> this sucks. What do I get? Game of Thrones, I'll break it right now. Oh, I'll fucking snap it. Why? Why, would you just, why would you just spite? Break? Uh meanness. Yeah. Cruelty. Here's Amelia Clark. Check it out. Maybe you get into the show. That's her on the show. I can't imagine. What is she? A fucking like mermaid or a centaur? No, no, no. She's like a she's unicorn just, girl? She's a, she's a human being. Part unicorn? No, not part. What's her unicorn. magical uh powers? Well see she um She's the mother of dragons, and uh, the Targaryen um, family raised and grew dragons, and now she's in control of the last three dragons in Westeros. You don't feel embarrassed even saying shit like that to me? <laughs> it sounds crazy, I know, but it's good. It's a good fucking... I can never get into that kind of, you know, invisible cloak, uh, spells, thousand years of darkness. It all just seems stupid. Well, see, there's not a thousand years of darkness, but see, there's there's multiple generations of of the seasons. So, like, winter is coming. That's, like, the tagline of the show. They're heading into the age of winter, where winter lasts for generations. And then, mm. then they'll have a nice... It's like someone needs to go down south for a lifetime or two. <laughs> but yeah, this is Amelia Clark. Yeah, she's very popular. Well, I got the first couple episodes... But I cannot give these away for anyone else. They want me to watch them. You don't even watch the show. You won't even, it's the third no. season. You won't even know what's happening. Don't watch it at all. I wouldn't know what was happening if I had the fucking writer standing next to me <laughs> explaining. George. My head goes away during all that baby talk. It's not baby what do they do, talk. ride around on brooms? No, they don't ride. It's Harry Potter. They don't fly in this. They all fucking hang out on horses and ships like normal human beings. Well, the first episode's about Quidditch. Are you sure you have Game of Thrones? That's some Harry Potter spinoff. All right. Um, we're actually uh, putting up a little contest uh, here for the weekend. The Weekender, as it's called, Chris. And uh, why don't you, I never know what it's going to be about one day to the next. This is one of the boxes up there. What's this one called? The Weekender, Music by Decade. What was the best decade for music in the last 100 years? 100 years! Bring it. Oh, I gotta break Game of Thrones. No! Don't do that! What? Stop! 
That's because you don't keep your room clean. Even bending the fucking CD will warp it. It won't fucking work anymore. Hold on. Blowhard wants to stick up for you. Go ahead, Blowhard. Oh. I come to defend Chris Stanley, not to attack. Okay. You know, I, I laughed at Game of Thrones in the very beginning, but then I started watching it. And to me, it's like one of the best shows on television. It's got everything you want. It's written well. It's acted well. Thank so you. Chris Stanley, I give you points for that. You turn me on to that show. Now, Ronnie, don't give Chris Stanley the discs. Can I get them? Yeah, absolutely. Why would you give it to him? He's All a right. dick. Hmm? All right. He's a dick. Don't give it to him. Lord's like my best friend in the whole world. I credit. I was just trying to be nice. I said, the weekend's coming. Let me make a nice call to You're Chris never Stanley. nice. Well, you have an ulterior motive. I, this is actually a good thing. If we start off this weekender uh, question, which decade has the best music? Is that it, Chris? Yeah, what was the, the best decade for music in the oh, last the hundred years? Pixies. Shut up. You're a pixie. You're a what pixie. What do you think, bro? How you say you're a Duke fan? They, they stand for everything you're not. And you go on the radio saying you're like, it's oh, true. I'm sorry, loser. What the fucking team do you like? Long Island University, Brooklyn? They even make it to the goddamn <laughs> fucking dance, baby. Duke's running this shit. And they're fucking... Chris, you're keeping me from starting my weekender that I want to. Because he's fucking with me again. How can, you be, how can you be a Duke fan? Because I'm a winner, baby. That's why. What's the matter with you? You're a racist. That's why you throw that racist bullshit fucking around all the time every goddamn phone call. Scrotty, break those discs. Please don't. Don't give them anything. Don't give them the blowhard before you break Talk to you later, buddy. some black coffee. I wanted to start a nice conversation with him. I talked music with him a little bit. He started it. By the way, I'm very excited. Even though I'm only 350th place, my appendix is in eighth place. <laughs> Jeez, damn, doing well. Uh, Chris needs our help with something. I don't know. He said called earlier. Oh, Chris, go ahead. You're on the Run Fed show. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie. I called earlier in the week about the, uh, the lacrosse coach who was killed over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Her, uh, you know, their college fund for the three-year-old son. The initial goal was ten thousand dollars, and they've raised over fifty-seven thousand dollars. Wow, that's amazing! Nice. Yeah, so it's good. That's amazing. Yeah, very good. But good, good start. But uh, anyhow, I just want to keep you updated. All right, man. All right, I appreciate it. That's up uh, on the unfiltered part of the iBank. If you want to be part of that, you can feel good about yourself. Now, Chris Stanley, let's start off our conversation. Okay. The one that you destroyed by fighting with uh, the blowhard. He picked a fight with me. What? What? what decade has the best music. You know what? I'm going to go to a young kid here. I don't even know how much he likes music. Are you not a music fan? I am, but I'm not a music historian, I guess. Okay. So, you don't know the difference between 60s music and 80s music. You don't know the 50s from the 90s. You're <laughs> not sure about the Big Banner. I'm not that bad, no. So, do you know a, a decade that you kind of like the music from? Yeah, my dad was a big 70s fan, so that's what I guess I was raised on when I was younger. So the bands that you listen to, uh, a lot of 70s music, would have been who? You and your dad listening to Steely Dan. You guys, like Steely yeah, Dan. listening to some fucking Yes albums, no. some Elton John, some Rod Stewart. Um, Hicks, I'm going to ask you are you more about your own decade that you grew up? Or is there a different time period? Well, the 90s were great. 
the 90s, you know, well, let's say the first half of the 90s. Actually, you're 100% correct there. The first half of the 90s were phenomenal. And that's going to, you know, that's going to stand up forever. But we're talking about the whole decade. That's a tough one. But no decade is across the board has 10 good years. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when people are like, the music of the 60s was so awesome. Yeah, a lot of the fucking music that got played on the radio between the early 60s was like fucking uh, Bobby Avalon and all that kind of fucking shit. Bobby Darren. A lot of Bobbies <laughs> were getting played there for a while. Um, so that's fucking... Uh, uh, Tough. Um, so you got to pick overall, though. We're going 60s, 70s, 80s, 50s. You could throw in. Give me the 1980s as the best decade. That is a fucking laugh to me. I can't believe <laughs> that you're doing it. What are you basing the 80s on? Well, yeah, there was a lot of shit throughout the 1980s, like a, a massive amount of shit. Okay. I think underneath non-mainstream music, there was there was stuff happening that. Well, who are you talking about? I'd say a lot of the West Coast, like punk bands and hardcore bands, made a lot of interesting music. You're going to pick the birth the, of hip hop. You're going to pick that over the Beatles and Stones, the Kinks, the Who. You're uh, going to tell me some X album? It was an interesting time for music. <laughs> And it was a transitional decade, really. You are afraid yeah. to say what you want to say because yeah. you got called out by Blowhard. That? And that's the Pixies again. <laughs> the You're Pixies, fucking yeah, petrified to say the word the Pixies. The Pixies, yeah, they showed up in the late 80s. Uh, 866 Run Zero Fuzz. I'm keeping this Game of Thrones now. Oh, come on, just for that? Are you going to drink this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to have some drinks. Said no. When you put together two weeks sober, I'm going to give you this. When you get your chip. The third season will be over. Consider this a chip. <laughs> it's a big-ass chip. I actually got two, and I'm supposed to get two more. But you don't want to watch too far into the thing. You want to wait and watch with everybody else, right? Uh, I don't know. I've already I've read the book, so I know what, I have a vague idea what's going to happen. Um, I still want to see it. Sean, you're in Alabama. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, it's got to be the 70s, because all the earlier decades spilled into one another, 60s into... into well, 50s into the 60s, late 80s into the, into the early 90s. So the 70s is, as consistency goes, pretty much pure from all those 10 years. I don't know, because I think that the early 70s, again, like the 90s, were much better, much better than the late 70s. I mean, the decade itself probably peaked around 73, 74, and then was downhill. But you could say pretty much the same thing about the 90s. It's weird how reflective they are on each other. 90s had a huge drop-off. Um, let's go over to uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, but um, yeah. first of all, 75 was when Born to Run came out, so it's, that's a great year. But mm. the cool thing about the 70s was the album covers, the artwork, you know, the sleeves, like the Guess Who. Remember the Guess Who album, Share the Land? How you could open it up, and it was all the photographs, and then even the sleeve that held the album. Maybe it wasn't, yeah, it was America, it was Share the Land. You remember the inside of that? And Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, 
uh, you know, artwork went very, very big into the 70s albums. I don't know if that helps the music at all, but I guess the overall experience is part of that, where now you're listening on a fucking iPod or like Chris Stanley listens to his music on a laptop. Yeah. Um, let's go over to Josh. Josh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I gotta say, the late 50s, early 60s is for me. You got Cash... Nelson, Roy, Elvis. Well, there, there's a lot of, I mean, if you're a rock and roll fan, that stuff in the 50s is unbelievable. But also, phenomenal amounts of interesting blues records. You brought up some of the country records, which just started to get really harsh then. And then, on the jazz side, there was still an amazing amount of, like, Miles and Train and all those guys. So the 50s and... You had Sinatra still making some uh, interesting things in the uh, 60s. So a lot of those guys were still doing stuff. So there was a lot more happening in the 50s than just Elvis. But for some reason, we think of it as just the Elvis decade. But he only played into the you know final parts of that. And then ended up uh, in the Army anyway. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's up on the Weekender right now. Uh, I didn't even notice, Hicks. Yeah. But your uh, people that shouldn't hook up together mm -hmm. just fucking blew up. <laughs> 338 comments better than yours. Well, to bear in mind, that five was fucking strong. That thing killed. Everybody disagrees it's that the five itself wasn't strong, That, but everybody was able to do a much better job with it. Their job was worse. I, I hate don't them. Think so. I hate them. I don't I, think so. I hate their suggestions. <laughs> um, here's uh, Ray. Ray, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey guys. I, I I don't see how you could pick anything other than the '60s because if you think about it, you, you certainly had the, the you you really developed rock and roll that you know that certainly started in the in the early '50s and grew in the at the end of the decade, but you still had it going in the early 60s. You had Phil Spector coming along with this whole thing in the early 60s. Can you immediately morph into, uh, you get Motown, you get uh, you get folk music, you get uh, the British Invasion, and you get, you know, like the French Times, and the Chinese Times, You broke up there at the end, but it's tough to argue what he's saying. There's amazing stuff in the 60s and the first time that music started to get really for lack of a better word smart lyrically you know they just stopped trying to rhyme and there was um there was a lot of amazing music in the 1960s but he's right the if you don't even go for the english evasion if you just look like what was happening uh, with the girl groups, the Phil Spector stuff, then in the Motown, and then the stuff that was happening down in Memphis, and uh, down at Muscle Shoals, that L.A. had a big thing, and then the San Francisco stuff. the end of it, yeah. Or from the middle to the end, Jesus. Really, really cool stuff there. Um, let's go over to Phil. You're on the Ron Fez show. How you doing, Ron Fez? Uh... This this is uh you know this is a this is a tough issue because yeah the 60s all these bands were formed but I think a lot of these 
these staple records that we think of, the music had actually come to fruition, and those records actually came out in the early 70s. A lot of those big records that we think are 60s records are actually early 70s records. So if you look at it technically, you know, you have to give the 70s a little more credit than, than, than you would normally. Um, oh, I, I agree 100% that a lot of, like, the Stones, their best music, I think, was the early 70s. Pink Floyd started in the 60s, but their best music was definitely in the 70s. Um, Dylan did really interesting stuff in the 70s. Mar Van Morrison was a 60s act, but did really great work in the 70s. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Mark. Mark, you're on the Manifest Show. Hey, Ronnie, I, I'm roughly the same age as you, I think. And so I came of age in the 70s. And I understand your point about how this, you, you know, you said the decade, it really went downhill after the first three or four years. But then you got, you got to think about it. You had punk come in, mm -hmm. which completely revitalized rock and roll. If you're just looking at rock, um, I mean, that was epic. I mean, no, I agree, but you know the funny thing is, I was probably just thinking of radio because punk okay. never got mainstream, and a lot of people only got into punk uh, retrospectively. You know, like the amount of people that would show up to Ramon's shows was horrifically small, and yet if you talk to people. Everyone saw the Ramones in the 70s. CBGB's is actually a giant stadium yeah, downtown. Not some fucking place that was about as big as the cellar. You know what I mean? <laughs> not some place that had a hundred. Seemed like everybody saw Patti Smith. Everybody saw television. It's weird. They were huge. They were huge back then, selling out every night. Uh, in the meantime, you know, disco got big, and that really kind of bad corporate rock got big. The whole Sticks, Farner, Giant Arena Rock type deals. Uh, yeah, Journey, Meatloaf. You know, it had some of the worst side of it, too. But there's always been the, the corporate aspect to it. I brought that up in the 60s. There was, like, bands that were doing that as well. I guess that would be the mainstream, the mainstream pop acts, I guess. Yeah, like the like the Katy Perry's of today. Yeah, but I mean, you were also looking at stuff like the Fifth Dimension with that up, up in the way, beautiful balloon. They sent, sold tons of records with that really soft fucking pussy sound. Um, let's go over here to uh, Mark, Chicago. You're on the Run of Fez show. Tag on a little bit what you just said about the corporate aspect of it, Ronnie. I think that today you can make a case for the 20 teens. This decade has the potential to shape up to be one of the best decades, and it's because of the access to the music and the artists being able to go direct to the consumer. So you think of Chris Stanley last Friday went through, what, 1,400 songs by unknown people put out on the Internet, and you have the ability to find this music. So this could go down as a legendary one. Well, here's the interesting thing, though. We used to have people that would do that for us, people that were trusted. And it wasn't just people in, you know, FM radio, but Rolling Stone and things like that were highly read. And then everybody would listen to the music together because I do think there's something somewhat sad about a song doesn't become a song of the summer or for a generation, you know? So if no one listened to the Beatles 
except for a couple of hundred people, would they still be as great? I think you can make the argument that they wouldn't be. That a, a big part of what makes that band great is the shared experience. The massive fucking, just a massive following. Well, massive following in the way of you know them and I know them mm -hmm. and we can sit and discuss them. Yeah. And people could go, I want to start a band like the Beatles. Not, And you don't get that unless you get heard. Uh, Ole Miss could be upsetting oh. Wisconsin here. Christ almighty. It's that 12-5. They'll always get you. I think I took Ole Miss in this. Come on. Come on, Wisconsin. Like our Wednesdays. White Girl Wednesdays. Just another White Girl, girl Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> um, but, I mean, this is the perfect thing today when I said Ronnie Spector is going to be here. Uh, you know, when she showed up and we went off playing Be My Baby. And I don't care what age you are, you know that song. You could be a kid and know that song. You could be 70 and know that song. And that's part of what makes that song great, beyond the fact that it's just a great song. This is up in the uh, in the box today. Um, let's go over to... Here's Brent. Brent, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. How are you today? Good, man. I'm just sitting listening to you guys. It's, uh, it's a good topic. I'm thinking, I mean, if you could break it up in half decades, I would go 65 to 75 by all means. But, uh, you know, you can't forget the Grateful Dead, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, an, another thing of the thing about the Grateful Dead is the fact that they had a following. That made the band even better because it be, they became about something. Unlike Chris Stanley's bands, yeah. which are together for three weeks, and they're about, no offense, Chris, yeah. Very little, because everything is throwaway. They leave their mark. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's play this game. Okay. If the Beatles came out in 63 uh -huh. and broke up by 65, they would have left the mark. Mm -hmm. But we would have missed Rubber Soul. We would have missed uh, Sgt. Peppers. We would have missed Abbey Road. We would have missed the White Album. By not staying together. Yeah. And they would have had hit songs. We'd have been like, oh, yeah, I remember those guys. They wore their hair in their hair. And they were fucking saying, I love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's how far some of your bands get, is I love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't get through a day in the life. And that's why I'm breaking this fucking DVD. Don't at least send the blowhard. I just don't want to see it. You destroyed. want it sent to blowhard? I, I don't. I, that I, means I, I'm giving it to you. Oh, really? Because today. You proved to me your wisdom, and your you. and you had you do have heart. Oh God, yes. Just by saying, send it to blowhard. I just don't want to see it destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I got that. That's why I gave it to you. Because you know, I'd rather have someone yes. experience. <laughs> yes, that's why you. That's why you got it. We've already been through that. Oh, this is this is a happy day. Um, see Spencer because he's got a couple more. Oh, hell yeah, Spence. Make this a nice fucking Game of Thrones weekends. Or, here's what I was thinking. Yeah. Save them, and you and your chick watch it on the way to Budapest on a laptop. Perfect. It'll be like this, because then just eight more hours to go once <laughs> these are done. 
<laughs> How far is it all together? Like 12 hours or so. Oh, God, it makes me scratch at myself. It's fucked up. That's too far of sitting in a chair. <laughs> um, Katie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Um, I just wanted to start off by telling you guys that you guys have been my dialysis buddies uh, three times a week I... for the past three years. And it's just thought-provoking conversations like this make the day go by so much faster. Those six hours fly by. But um, I also wanted to say I'm only 30 years old and I have a rather eclectic taste in music, you know, thanks to the old vinyl albums of my mom and dad. And it, you can hear a song and it takes you back to another place in time. So the 70s is probably my decade. But do you give credit we to should, uh, like, yeah, we should. Do you give credit to people like Muscle Shoals and Muddy Waters, you know, or wait till they perfected their sound later in the 70s, or people that didn't get as much credit, like Bob Seger and Alto Reed. You know, these, I'm not the only person that sat and listened to Dark Side of the Moon in their basement, you know, while smoking a little grass and thinking, has everybody listened to this and felt the way that I feel now? That's exactly. Uh, you're making the best possible points. I agree with you a hundred percent. Now, the, who turned you on to that music? Who was it? I believe it was just hearing it as I grew up. Uh, my uncle was only about sixteen years older than me, and I would listen to these things, and it was like the soundtrack of my life as a kid. But then, as I got a little bit older into the 80s, I'll admit, yeah, I like Poison and all the, you know, mm -hmm. crazy shit. And But every song in every era has its own place in my heart. So to choose it would be like choosing between your children because at different, you know, crossroads in my life, I felt a certain way, and that was the soundtrack of what was going on then. No, and I agree with you. I, I also think it's why... That even though people are like, oh, the past was better, blah, blah, blah. But you also need to know what the soundtrack of 2013 is. Just like in the same way that you needed to know what that soundtrack of 1986 was. You know, because those are the songs that take you back to those places. Yes, it's just like when you smell, when I smell salt water, mm -hmm. it takes me back to being 14 years old at spring break. Right. You know, and it's just, it was relevant at the time. Now, the only relevance is to provoke that thought, that feeling. But that's what makes us human beings. Music, since our tribal days, it makes us all connected. Whether we like the same song or not, it can take us back to another place and time and another moment. Do you still you know? listen to vinyl now, or do you uh, just listen online? I have some old vinyl ones. In fact, my dad had the Leonard Skinner album that I believe was released in 76 or early 77. They got into the crash in October of 77, and they took the records off the shelf because the cover art depicted uh, the world on fire. And seeing as how the plane crashed with you know Artemis Powell is the right. only survivor, they thought it inappropriate. Well, he still got that album. And, I mean, to me, it's just like, like I say, I was born in 82. I didn't get to experience that. But 
it just when I listen to it, I feel like, hell. I was born the wrong decade. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna give you something. Uh, what is your uh, favorite decade? My favorite decade. If I had to choose it and couldn't break it up in halves. I would have to say the 70s because you still had the guys that, like I say, originated in the 60s or sometimes even in the 50s. And it was sort of underground. The white kids were listening to the black kids' music, and that was taboo at the time. But that's where they started with the blues, you know, muddy waters, all these things that became popular now, like hip-hop. Mm-hmm. At the time, with Sugar Hill Gang, it wasn't mainstream. You couldn't have had a Jay Z back in the eighties. Well, I'm gonna slowly. I'm gonna give you some vinyl from the seventies. How's that sound? Oh, Ronnie, that yeah. would be great. Are you, you a fan? Are, are you a fan of Steely Dan at all? Oh my lord, yes! And Ricky, don't lose that number, baby. I well, can. As a kid, I remember bebopping to these little songs. <laughs> well, I've got the 70s, The Greatest Hits by Steely Dan, signed by Donald Fagan, and I'm going to send that down to you. All right, darling? Uh, thank you so much, guys. And you really do. You make my, our days. We have got we're, we got Sirius XM. Our insurance company paid for it for us all to listen to it in dialysis. And we laugh, and you're the best. You guys well, are the best. I'm and glad that we're dialysis food. buddies, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. You take and, care of yourself and enjoy this, all right? And I uh, and to quit drinking or he'll be there with us eventually. Yeah, I know he will be. I'm, I'm betting on it. Live forever. All right. Thanks so Thank much, honey. Guys. Thanks for your call. All right, bye. Um, here is uh, here's Patrick. Here, oh, by the way, Ole Miss wins that game today. Picked by Ronnie B yesterday against you guys, against Barca. Fucking white girl Wednesdays. Yeah. You guys knew it going in, and you still bet against it. I didn't trust that kid. I mean, he was only 6 for 21. He wasn't great. Um, Great enough. <laughs> yeah, but he's carrying him with his spirit. Those six baskets fucking made a difference. <laughs> That's why they fucking won. Um, let's go over here to... Um, let's go to Zach. Zach, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, um, everybody seems to kind of forget a lot about like the 1930s, where a lot of the early rock and roll and everything was based off of, like the old blues musicians. Sunhouse and Charlie Patton and Robert Johnson. All right, here, here's the weird things, uh, and maybe you can help. It seems like you know a little bit about this. So I remember as a kid, I would hear the Allman Brothers or the Stones talk about some blues guy, and I would always find that back, and it always led back to Robert Johnson, right? Uh, it, 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 what was before him? Was it just like slaves? I mean, yeah. what the hell did he listen to to come up with this blues thing? Well, actually, it, it kind of started around Charlie Patton, who was kind of considered like the king of the Delta Blues. Who kind of, he taught a lot of the guys in that area. He taught Alan Wolf, he taught Bucka White, he taught John Lee Hooker. Um, but there was also, he inspired Sun House, and then Sun House is who got to. Uh, Robert Johnson and Muddy Waters and all of that's who kind of inspired those guys. Well, Robert Johnson died what year? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I thought he died in like the 20s. 
No, no. Uh, his music actually wasn't released till the 30s, uh, and he died in the 30s. He was only like 26 or 27 when he passed away. Wow. Uh, and wrote he, that music. Yeah, he did a lot of recordings when he was actually only about 17 years old, which is kind of amazing considering what, you know, the way it turned out. I know the way he sounds like an old man even then. Yeah. <laughs> But even like like Django Reinhardt and a lot of this stuff that kind of inspired you know like jazz music and what kind of base all the great music from the sixties and seventies and everything that came afterwards people forget about all that even getting into country music early country music and Jimmy Rogers and things like that you know so uh, your your thing is everything sprung out of the thirties and uh, the kind of started yeah kind of molded everything and the thirties of course being the Great Depression and. Exactly. Somehow, that seed was planted that became all this other different kinds of music. Yeah, ex exactly. And a lot of it was forgotten. A lot of the old records and and all the history back then has been either lost. A lot of the records were burned, and and um, there's not a lot of copies left of some of it. So it's kind of like a time period that was kind of forgotten, but was one of the biggest inspirations for everything. You know what else was interesting? Back around that same time, these guys would go up into the hills and try to either record or copy down this hillbilly music that nobody, that had been handed down generation by generation, and that nobody had ever recorded before or even wrote down. You know? Exactly. That shit exactly. was crazy when you think about it. These guys, they would almost be like Heart of Darkness, you know, just going up yeah. into the hills to find these people and this music that they were able to bring back. Exactly, and if you um, look at a lot of those old guitar players and wonder how great they were and how they got that way without any teachers, they were all trying to just play the piano and they couldn't afford the piano, so they kind of transcribed the piano into the guitar. And uh, even the old blues musicians played the hillbilly music and all that. People forget about that. It was all yeah. universal. It's really weird when you run into real musicians. They don't genre it up as much as the listening public does, you know? Exactly. Musicians tend to like music. And then the rest of us kind of pick and choose what we think is the type of music <laughs> that's worth listening to. All right, thanks, man. All right, there's a big vote for the 1930s. Which Hicks is totally disregarded. You know, uh, I have no time for this Dust Bowl music. I love the Dust Bowl shit. Where are the synthesizers? They didn't have shit. You got me there. <laughs> they were on a fucking bread line. You were right about that. There were no synthesizers. Got then again, you're fucking, you can't pick basketball for shit. So what do you know? Duke won. <laughs> Temple's um, up. Take a look at that Temple score. 38. 22 right now. Yeah, I got Holy Temple. Holy shit. Yeah. You picked Temple? Yeah, I picked Temple, yeah. Thank Christ. <laughs> I need something here. But everything's riding on this uh, Kansas State game. Everything's riding on. That's coming up in like 20 minutes. They win the first round. Then they lose the second I don't round. Need, I don't need you fucking jinxing me. He I does jinx you. I don't need him fucking telling me when they're going to lose or when they're going to win. Just fucking. I know I something else. Yeah. He laughs in your face for losing. I know. And this guy's fucking losing I'm too. I'm just as bad. I'm just as bad right yeah. now. So you like shit along with Wait me. Wait you're just as bad as that fucking pile of garbage, as you put it? <laughs> pile of garbage? Chris that, Stanley. Your review's coming up. Oh, it is. Make sure it? my girl gets her... Uh, yeah. Steely Dan. We got her address. She's a sweetheart. Going out today. 
overnighted. Do me a favor. Yeah. Put your kidney in there and fucking ship it down through it, too. You ain't doing nothing with it. If I could fucking just rip it out myself, I would. You're close to that. All right, that's everything for us. Uh, you can go over and uh, go to the iBang. Uh, make sure you check out Filtered Excellence. Uh, a lot of iBang viral videos up this weekend that are fun. Uh, go play our director's March Madness. will be in the second round on Monday. It's exciting. Uh, it's incredibly exciting right now. It's incredibly exciting. I see full phones, everybody wanting to get in on this discussion. You can go over to the iBang. It's up on a uh, up on a box. It's becoming very, very debatable. And now, you know, I feel like I was, like, too quick with my answer after hearing that 1930s thing. 1950s even had me started. Well, we got the whole weekend. It's, that's why it's called the weekend. Yeah, but... I like to say it. Unlike you, I don't like to go back and try to fix my opinions. I like to have a good opinion from the beginning. NC State looks like they're on their way back. Looks like the jinx is set in. Oh, Jesus. Hope so. Nah. That's all Temple. This is, uh, Philadelphia's on a fucking big run here, ladies and gentlemen. City of Brotherly Love is loving it. All right. See you guys back in here on Monday. Making sure I don't have to plug anything else. Done it all. Then let me hit this button and I'll be done for the weekend. And that's the end of my show. Donks.